0: following is a presentation of the Outside Blitz Radio Network. Recording live
1: from Studio Shanto, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, the Outside Lit.
0: And welcome everybody to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty, Freytown, and Tyler. We're back. We remember how to do this. Can yeah, still I do this? It's impossible. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty bad. We uh, we took a, an off season hiatus. An off season longer than that. Yeah. Well, like. I'm, I'm just trying to be an, an off season and training camp and draft and all that hiatus due to. The good old COVID nineteen. Oh, don't you <laughs> sorry, start with all that. all that. Don't you start I, 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 with all I'm, that. I'm I'm fine. Yeah, uh-huh. my temperature's
1: only 105. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: So, um, we we took a long hiatus, uh, due to the pandemic, and and now we're back. We're we're back in in the game here. We got um, news around the NFL. It is it is the morning of the uh, well. Kind of the morning of the opening day. I mean, opening day was a Thursday, but, you know. Yeah,
1: but I mean, the first football Sunday, though, you got all those games mm-hmm. going. At this is the real yeah, deal. The, yeah, I mean, we,
0: we all love that opening game on Thursdays, and that's all wahoo and fun. But, really, at the end of the day, we are excited for the first football Sunday. For the record, for the Thursday game, I did pick the Chiefs. I did, too. Yeah, I figured. So, I mean, I... <laughs> The the so we got I, I knew we had to do our we're gonna be doing our picks at the end of the show but I wanted to make sure that that we threw that out there I figured we were both taking the Chiefs I thought that the um, the uh, Texans had a really good shot at at uh, at least giving them a run for their money but no, no not so much no, no.
1: it's it's funny because normally a game like that I'll turn off it's like no I'm done with this yeah it but. Does. A combination of being the first football game of the season and yeah. the way this year has been with sports in general. It's like, yo, man, this could be 100-0. to zero. I'm probably still going to keep watching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I'm, I'm, I was at work, and I'm just
0: sitting around watching going, huh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. That's just a mess. Deshaun Watson couldn't get anything going. Um, I, I, Clyde Edwards. And then and then the kicker is, it's like Kansas City, they get that Clyde edwards helair and it's like, oh, great. They have another weapon. Like,
1: well, I still stand by the fact that Scott Ryan could be the starting running back for the Chiefs and get him a couple hundred yards because it's freaking Andy, Andy Reid, the Andy running Reed. back whisperer.
0: Yep, he, uh, he, he was, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's just a plug and go thing at this point. Even the quarterback situation with Andy Reid is a plug and go thing.
1: For the most part, it has been, but now he's got now he's got a, a bona fide superstar quarterback.
0: Yeah, he's, well, yeah, he's got the but but a plug and go thing. I mean, like we you, you had Mahomes go down last year, they put in more, and he did great. he, he didn't he go the uh, three and one in that little stretch there. I don't think Mahomes was out that long. He was out thought, four weeks. I thought it was like two or three. He was out four weeks, and he, he, I mean, and he beat uh, a very game. Uh, Vikings defense, you know too, Matt Morton. So I mean, I, I'm convinced Andy Reid is just a genius.
1: No, I, I, but, I mean, you're not but, wrong.
0: <laughs> but uh, we got a lot to cover today. We're going to be going uh, through our typical news stuff like we always do, but then we're going to be going through each team, kind of doing a flyby on each team. So and and talking about our division, our predictions for division winners really, and our um, wild card seeds as well. And then in addition to that, we, we are going to hit our picks for uh, Football Sunday and uh, really get this show on the road, get back on track, which I'm excited for. Next show, you're going to see the uh, Forgotten Five and Tyler's Top Ten come out of the mm-hmm. woodwork. So we're, we're going to get some of that stuff. But this time around, we're going we're gonna to be doing our, our final flyby for, for the uh, NFL season leading into uh, what's been going on. And the biggest news... Of the, the last couple hours. Oh, geez, I'm knocking stuff over. This is insane. Biggest news uh, over, well, not really over the last couple hours, but over the last uh, 24 to 48 hours has been the extension of Dalvin Cook. Five years, $63 million, 28 guaranteed. It's 12.7 per year. I love
1: this signing. Love it. They're getting him at a great dollar because of the fact that Dalvin Cook is still yet to prove that he can be a consistent "I will play 16 games a year" type guy hasn't um, done it yet. Has um had has he had he um been healthy his whole, whole career so far? His numbers would have been, and I'm, I'm gonna t- um tag team into, into what I think is bigger news, but because you're a Vikings fan, to I me, mean, to you, Dalvin Cook's bigger. <laughs> um, had had Cook play been healthy his whole career his number would have been a lot closer to the other big signing that came yep. out within the hour of Cooks yep. was Alvin Kamara with his 5 year 75 million dollar guarantee no well, not guarantee but extension
0: no no um Kamara I, I look at the Alvin Kamara deal and i'm not as sold because even though Alvin Kamara has played 16 games i i, I have a different feeling on on change of pace backs versus running backs like like your, your standard runners and,
1: And it came out last year when he was forced to be the guy after Ingram left. It was his worst year of, of, of his of his career so far
0: right and and that's why i don't i i'm not exactly completely sold on this extension i i get that they have latavius Murray over there but i i look at the alvin Kamara extension and I'm like I, really to me in my opinion he should have been closer to the dalvin number because of the way he performed last year
1: i'm actually surprised the number wasn't higher i, I think I, I think they actually went the right route and, and he got the number i kind of thought he was he was worth i, I thought um he probably could have garnered closer to 18
0: yeah he could have I mean it, to it, I, I like though if you if you look at what they're getting, these guys are getting anywhere from 12 to 15, which is about standard for a high end running back at this point. They're, they're, but Dalvin I the reason I like the Dalvin cook signing so much more than the Kamara signing, not just because he's a Viking, but because um, Dalvin, you're getting the guy on a discount. At this, at this particular moment. You're getting a, a top-five running back, because that's what he was last year, he was a top-five mm-hmm. running back. You're you're getting him on a 12.7 per, which is great. And then you look at, um, yeah, he hasn't played the 16 games, but for his production, he's the heart and soul of that offense right now. I mean, Kirk Cousins played really well in October and November, and that's great, but it doesn't change the fact that Dalvin Cook was on fire last year. Oh, absolutely. 1,135 yards, he was hitting the end zone a lot uh teams were having, I mean, look at the, the first game of the season. They, they. I mean, I get that it was Atlanta, but geez, oh, Pete's. I mean, <laughs> on but, the ground, he was but a monster. One
1: thing I think we both knew with both these contracts was um, earlier this year, and we didn't get chance to talk about it, but obviously everyone knows about it at this point, is um, the contract of Christian McCaffrey at 16 a year oh, yeah. basically set the cap of what you're going to get. Yeah, that that set the bar.
0: Uh, McCaffrey, and, and McCaffrey deserved every penny. You know, a th- th-
1: thousand and thousand. Um, uh, yeah. He, I mean, if you talk about heart, heart and soul of team, like, yeah, he's it. <laughs>
0: that he is the team. I mean, uh, that entire offense runs through Christian McCaffrey, kind of the same way the entire offense
1: in Dallas runs through Ezekiel Elliott, but a uh, different because Elliott's not as not, not really a receiving back though. Just talking about a guy who who like does air everything. and see. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, Christian McCaffrey.
0: So I mean, McCaffrey. I I agree with you. The cap was there. The when when he got it, you're you're not getting more than this. Because he's the, he's the best running back in the league right now, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. So <clears throat> everybody looked at it. Uh, I, I think the Vikings got really got away with one because I think Dalvin was expecting more close to fifteen. He wounds up get, he wound up getting twelve point seven. I think it was smart to, given his injury history. I, I think that was the big defining factor in that situation. As for Alvin Kamara, I thought there it was a little bit of a reach on him because of the fact that he was a change. He's He's basically a change of pace back. They thought he could pick up the duties as a number one guy. He showed that he wasn't capable. I mean, really. I mean, it, and I, I well, not capable. It wouldn't be the word I, I guess. But he wasn't. Um, he's not an every down back. I, I don't think he is. I think he's explosive, but I don't think he's in every down back. He's
1: got another chance to um to prove that he can get back to where he was in his first few seasons.
0: Yeah, and that's what what we're gonna have to see here. He's got five years now, so I mean, he he just got paid the big bucks. We're gonna see if he can get it done. And and really, I think. To me, at least in my opinion, I think that deal shows that I, – I think Drew Brees is going to be heading out the door because they were flirting with the cap there for a little while. And, and I think at the end of the year, you might see Drew Brees uh, hit the bricks. Uh, this, no,
1: he just had another extension through next season.
0: I don't know if it was through next season. I'd have to look it up. I, I mean, off the top of my head, it's I think a play, I, I
1: think he'll play through his contract.
0: You think so? I think that's ballsy. Especially when you got Tayson Hill. That's a guy that I think that they just – they need to show a little more love. Um, but I digress. We also had uh, another big contract signing uh, pretty quickly after all that. Uh, the Rams extend Cooper Cup, three years, $48 million. Love it. I like the deal. Um, I thought it was fair. I thought it was a really fair deal for Cooper Cup, um, a number three guy that has shown that he can be – because he's de- on their depth chart. That That's a crazy thing. And that's how, that should tell you all you need to know about the Rams offense. Cooper Cup was a number three, and he was still putting up thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup was a number three, and he was still putting up some of the best numbers in the have anybody in the league. So I, I think that, that should tell you a lot about Sean McVay's offense.
1: And, and now you see his value go up even more now that um, Cooks is out the door. Not that Cooks is great, but it's, that's still a lot of targets that's going to go somewhere.
0: Well, yeah, he's going to be the number two over there. It's going to be him and Robert Woods. Um, great combo. Yeah, and I think they're a great combo. I I want to see how he performs as a number two, though. Here,
1: that's, I, I think you're going to see him play out of the number three, being more of the slot guy. That's where, that's where he excels.
0: Yeah, the Rams like to run a lot of three wide receiver sets. And so when they run those three wide receiver sets, they they take a lot of pressure off that number three guy, which is why they had Cooper Cup in that slot and in that number three position, and that's why he was so successful. Now you got Woods and you got Cup, and I'm standing here going, hmm, you know, uh, is he going to be able to be that number two with the added pressure of some of those corners? Are they going to be changing up their schemes? Who's going to be the number three guy over there? It does raise some questions. Probably, uh, what's his name? Reynolds, yeah, you Reynolds, I and and he's an unproven guy. That that becomes
1: the but the he question. he played well when, when when he needed when he was needed last year though. And, but being mm-hmm. be, being a spot starter is different than being a starter.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and so I want to see how Cooper Cup performs in that in that situation. Has he earned it? Yeah, he's earned the money. So let's see if he can if he can live up to it. Um, a uh, guy that also got extended kicker Brandon McManus. Four years, 17.2. Now, you know my feeling on kickers. You know mine. I like kickers. I like accurate kickers. But dropping, uh, I mean, I think it was was 4.5 on a guy. Uh, I think it's 4.25 he's getting. Uh, On a kicker, I don't know.
1: When you pay your kicker... Um. A half a million dollars and he this is another field goal that kicks you out of the playoffs and <laughs> you'll change your mind.
0: Now look, Danny Bailey is getting paid a fair <laughs> two million dollars a year. I'm 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 proud of him for that. He was one of the more accurate kickers last year. People didn't give him enough credit. They still don't give him enough credit. All you have to do is look at his fantasy rankings. To know that they don't give Danny Bailey enough credit. Oh yeah,
1: in his prime, sure.
0: Well, even now, he's slowing down a little and, bit. Yeah, he's still a little him. bit. He's one of the most accurate. kickers. No, he's, oh, right he now.
1: totally still is. Right? And, but, but he's not the Dan Bailey of old.
0: But he's not, you know, to to give a kicker four million dollars a year. I, uh, it's a little rough to me. I, I don't know. I there there are other players on that football team that I could I could think about that I would be paying four point two five or even higher before I would be giving my kicker four two five.
1: Maybe he signed with Denver, right? Yeah, they got plenty of money because Von Miller's out.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, he's well. That's the thing. No, yeah, and and thank you for bringing that up. That that brings us to Von Miller, who's going to miss the twenty twenty season. But <clears throat> I, I, I mean, he's still going to be a cap hit at that point.
1: Yeah, but you go on IR though, you, you get you get you get a discount. There. Yeah, I mean. Like, Ooh, we found our kicker now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's
0: going to be a mess. And and don't get me wrong, I I mean Denver made some great moves, and we'll graze over that you know uh, shortly here. But but uh, that that defense is about to just be in bad shape. And he's the heart and soul head. Yeah, one. yeah. He he's the boss there, and and he is just not going to be there, which is just terrifying. You you do still have Chubb over there, Bradley mm. Chubb. Who, who's good, but I, now it, it's going to raise the question, is Bradley Chubb going to be able to step up in that place?
1: Um, when Von Miller's out and all that pressure comes on him, who's going to step up? So I think he will, but it won't be obvious on the stat board, if that makes any sense. Because um, obviously um, you can't go from having two stars to one star and have the right. same production. Right. But I think you're going to see Chubb step up, but it's just not going to be as clear-cut and obvious as, it, as, it, as you think it should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I like Chubb. I, I and and you know the um, it's almost like a Howie Long situation. Howie Long was a great player, but one thing I noticed about Howie Long is, is uh, he became something of a space eater in his own way. There were a lot of occasions where where they would double and triple team him, and he would hang on to players. Like I mean, he would suck up those those offensive linemen to allow his, his partners to get in there. That's what I think Chubb is gonna to have to wind up doing. He's gonna wind up having to be that explosive of a player. Um and he like he's already good, but he's gonna to have to he hasn't been explosive like within the last he year. He needs to either.
1: kinda he needs to kinda become what um, Nada wasn't his prime not yeah. Nada guaranteed had two offensive linemen every fucking time. Bingo. He's gotta he's gotta actually
0: create that disruption to allow his teammates allow to Allow his in.
1: journey journeyman linebackers who's gonna step up for Von Miller. Right. To who to where they, they don't gotta be great but they but but the the holes in created they they can, they can be serviceable and get by.
0: You got a lot of backups going to be on that defense and I'm I'm looking forward to see how they perform. Um, also uh, we we had uh Stefan Gilmore get a 5 million dollar bump speaking of defense. Uh, Gilmore was the best corner in the league last year statistically. Um, now how true it was. I mean, we know our feelings on that. We talked about that last season. How true it was that Stefan Gilmore was was just King of the Universe was up for debate based on their schedule and based on where the who the Patriots played. They had one of the easiest schedules in the league last year. Um, they were playing a bunch of nobodies for the first what eight weeks. Um, but
1: even still there, he probably still is the best corner in the league. I mean, he has been consistently um, top five.
0: I think he's good. Um,
1: I think he's very good. I think, I think he's one oh, of the best. But I, I was kind of mentioning this off the air, though. I, I, I feel like this um, extra bonus is, has has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of stars have uh, opted out this year. Patriots got hit the hardest.
0: Yeah, well, especially on defense. I, yeah. The defensive side of the football, they have, what, eight? Eight opt-out? I mean, and, and I think, you know, to be honest with you, and <laughs> we'll we'll graze over that soon, I, my question therein becomes – how much of that was the Patriots trying to force the league's hand into canceling the season so they didn't have a down year <laughs> i I think in my opinion, I think a lot of that was you know you got eight guys that that opted out more than any other team, and the Patriots have had such a big shift in in their their quarterback position and and all these different positions. How much of that was the Patriots going? Hey, we'll have as many guys opt out as humanly possible. Maybe force the league's hand on this
1: one. Had a uh, Newton not been there, I would have. I would have bought bought that theory. But I think Newton gives him a fighting shot of at least being uh serviceable. I mean,
0: serviceable. Yeah, I, I don't think to be honest. And we'll go over that too. I, we we might be talking about a, a Patriots list playoffs. It's possible. And it is a possibility at this stage of the game. Um, we do have some. Uh, Injuries going on, Um, also uh, just saw with Arizona Cardinals Patrick Peterson, corner says he's going to just play out his contract. Um, Very tumultuous relationship with Arizona.
1: It's weird because like he'll get he'll get all pissy and then he'll resign. Yeah, he, get all pissy. He'll resign again. And
0: that's what went on last time. He got all pissy and then he he walked into the, the GM's office and they oh yeah I, I, okay everything's great now everything's cool and now he's all pissy again and just wanting to play out his contract. I don't understand Patrick Peterson in this situation because this is probably the first time in several years that you have a viable team um, and now you're you're getting pissy again. Why? This is the first time you you have two good receivers. You have a, a star quarterback, really. I mean, he's he's becoming a star. Uh, you have a good running back in Kenyon Drake. You have a, an actually pretty good. So
1: who's the second receiver you're calling good? Hey, Fitzy. Ugh.
0: Yeah. You know what? He may be an old
1: man, but even... I, was, I was right last year. He he's having one of his, one of his worst years. Even
0: as an old man, he still gets 800 yards
1: didn't uh, last year he's
0: he's a good receiver Fitzgerald is he he garners that and i I think you're gonna see a little bit different of a thing out of him this year with DeAndre Hopkins on the field well, Hopkins some is, of that is, stuff yeah
1: well that, I mean, that, that'll help right? oh yeah
0: but so I mean they you you got two decent receivers plus they've got Christian Kirk over there who's a good number three I was
1: say Christian Kirk is the two yeah yep. Fitz is the, is the dying old man just gonna just kind of hope he gets the catch
0: he's <laughs> the one last year in the sun here um and then uh, you know you got they they have probably one of the more dynamic linebacker crews in the in the entire game right now. True. Um. You you look at their corner situation is pretty pretty darn good, especially with Patrick Peterson still being there. Obviously, I mean I don't understand why Patrick Peterson has to to throw a hissy fit. You're actually in a decent position to possibly make the playoffs this year. So why are we? Why are you having a, a little issue now? Maybe where it's not was polar. your? Where was your issue? Last year, when you didn't have dick. <laughs> Flesher's beginning of their rise. Yeah, but what happened to last year? Or the year before that, you know, you bitched and then you were fine. Why weren't you bitching midway through the season when your guys were tanking? It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, and when Josh Rosen was on the field. I, I mean, really, our our king of the, the least valuable player bowl. I, I, isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that two years running now? Is Something that where like we're that. at? Two years running of Josh Rosen sucking. I mean, really, it, it's just terrible. So Patrick Peterson apparently is once again, for the umpteenth time, unhappy in Arizona.
1: Oh, don't worry, by next week we'll be fine. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: it'll be it'll be all great. Speaking of unhappy players, um, perhaps one of the, the biggest things that we've experienced in the NFL recently, Daniil Hunter was placed on IR with an undisclosed injury. The Vikings aren't disclosing what the injury is. Some people are saying it's a neck issue. Um, he's not going to see the field uh, till October. The, the COVID rules allow you to be on IR for three weeks and then be pulled off of IR within three weeks. Normally, you get placed on IR and you can't come back to, like, what, week 10, I think it is. So with Daniil Hunter, he's placed on IR. The COVID rules allow him to come off after three weeks. But here's the issue. So this injury, this supposed oh,
1: Scott a, Ryan and his uh, conspiracy, theories. you know, and
0: I'm gonna sit over here wearing my tinfoil hat for a minute, okay? So you gotta cut me a break. <laughs> Do you ever take it off? I don't know, but you got this situation where Daniil Hunter is placed on IR. He's they're not talking about the injury. He hasn't played on, in practice for four weeks now. Mike Zimmer was saying, "Oh, it's just a little tweak. That's all it was." And now, you know, some people are reporting a neck injury. Some people are reporting something a little bigger. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Daniil Hunter realized some couple of it was what, two years ago, I believe, he signed a brand new deal, six-year extension. It was a big boy. And it was $12 million a year on average. And Daniil Hunter signs his $12 million a year contract. And Daniil Hunter, since then, has become one of the best defensive ends in the entire league. I mean, he... he was the fastest player to 50 sacks in the history of the league? Um, he, he's been a, a, an absolute force on the Vikings, and so the Vikings bring over Yannick Ngakwe, great, to replace Everson Griffin. They put him; uh, they were going to put him on the other end of Danielle Hunter. Now it's looking like Ngakwe is going to be placed where Danielle Hunter was, and you're going to be seeing Ifadio Denigbo because Daniil Hunter's on IR. I think this is a contract issue. I think Daniil Hunter is angry. I think he wants to be paid like a, a top defensive end. I think this is a holdout, and I think the Vikings placed him on IR just so they don't have a holdout situation where they don't have Daniil Hunter until week 10. I think they bought themselves three weeks' worth of time. That's what it sounds like to me.
1: I don't know, because the NFL has those strict rules ever, ever since the Patriots where um, you, you can't lie about an injury. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's I think there's something going on. They're just not. Ray disclosed it. You
0: know, I and, and part of me says, "Oh yeah, yeah, they can't they can't lie about an injury." But nothing has been disclosed. There's been zero disclosed about this supposed tweak, this supposed injury. The NFL even even the NFL a lot of times will go out and take those injuries because the NFL is the one that gets the report and then they report it to the media. You know, the the team doesn't report it to the media. The NFL has that. So so he goes out and he's on IR for an undisclosed injury and nobody's talking about it. I mean, what, what did he sever a nutsack? I I, <laughs> I I don't understand, you know. So
1: maybe it's COVID.
0: Yeah, I maybe, but you know he's going to be out for three weeks. Okay, cool. And he's been out for an additional four weeks of training camp. So for quote just a little tweak, I'm I'm having this this wild thought right now that this is a contract dispute. I don't I think he wants more money. I think he feels like he signed a bad deal some years ago after and then he became one of the best uh defensive ends in the entire league and since then he's been he's been kicking himself going well. I could have made 15. I could have made 18. I mean there's the, there are defensive ends out there right that are making 16, 17, 18 million dollars a year. I mean, you just saw Jadavion Clowney go get signed by the by the Tennessee Titans, make 15. So is this a contract issue?
1: I still say no. No? But if it ends up being that way, I'm sure I'll get that text with in caps saying, I told you so. Yeah.
0: Speaking of which, the NFL season starts today, Tyler. I told you so. <laughs> For the third time, I told you so. Because you didn't respond to my Facebook post, so I'm calling you out on air.
1: It, only because I I brought that up as, a, as a, I, I didn't think it was going to happen back in like May, right after June, July, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's definitely happening.
0: Oh well, even in over the summer. No, I stopped. Over the summer, you're like, I don't know, this season might not happen, and and uh, I think I think right around my bachelor party was around the time it you, was were like, that. Uh, you were like, much before that. Okay, this this thing's going down. This thing's about to happen. So I, mean, I knew
1: about June, but I like
0: calling you out for it. Just because I've been telling you all along there's going to be a season. You told me I was nuts. And then here we are. No,
1: I I, I said it was going to happen once baseball started back up. So it was that, beginning of July? In the bubble. And I I, I said if, if baseball can go without a hitch, then, then football is definitely for sure going to happen.
0: Well, I, you know what actually got me thinking that football was going to happen was basketball. Because basketball was so good about being in the bubble, and, and they went and they... they, they Basically pulled off their playoffs, you know, in the midst of everything, and finished off their season in the midst of everything, and they did it effectively. Basketball did, mm-hmm. and so that that kind of told me, okay, football can go down. Now, now there, it's going to be a little different here because these guys are going to be flying all over the place. They're still going to be playing in each
1: other's stadiums. Mm-hmm. Um, Still going to be traveling. Still going to have things going on. Some some stadiums are having fans. Some aren't. Some are doing no fans for a while. Every team yeah. is basically doing it a little bit different.
0: Every there's only five teams that are going to have fans all season long right now. Five five teams. I mean, you and, saw one of them on Thursday. Yep. So I mean, you, you you only got five, but
1: this this COVID stuff is is going to be wild. But there's there's a lot of teams that are saying we're going to go the first few weeks and kind of see what happens. Right. Right. So and and then.
0: I, I, once his stuff lets up a little bit, you might see people uh, you know, start filing in. I thought that the Chiefs handled it perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great home opener, especially the fans. Those 10,000 fans were louder than hell, too. Oh, that was it to 17? Well, it was 14, I think.
1: 14? 14? Because uh, 17 was, their, or the, was what their max yeah. could have been. Yeah. And so. Van, Andy, Andy, Andy Reid did a good job at um reading his play calls while while, oh while blind, but still managed to beat the Houston Texans oh while blind. Oh, my God. I, he, he was in a sauna.
0: <laughs> it was in like a face sauna. It was insane, and and uh, they, uh, my favorite, and and I, I know we've been toppling down the COVID rabbit hole here, but my favorite gift of that whole thing was how Patrick Mahomes was talking to Andy Reid, and all it was was Kermit the Frog looking out a foggy window. <laughs> it was fantastic, but um, so we do have some some injuries going on. Uh, we we got to go and and talk about here going into today. Um, we'll start with the Lions' rookie corner Jeff Okuda. He's going to miss the first game against the Bears. Um, not a good start for the rookie. Not not a good thing. Everybody's been talking about how this guy's going to, you know, be the next big thing. Um, Desmond Trufant will still be on the field. Their
1: new corner that they signed in free agency, but no Okuda. And you're going to see that the not having Slay is going to is going to come into play a little bit because. You're not going to have because you you thought they'd be fine because they have a coup and kind of replacing slate, but you'll you kind of see that kind of be exposed a little bit today,
0: right? I, but
1: I, it, with these injuries and there's a, and there's, a, and there's a quite a few of them, and this I kind of called and then, and and not really I told you someone because you kind of agreed with me, um, the lack of training, the the reduced training camp, no preseason, you're going to see a lot of injuries, just yeah, players not quite ready and quite in the perfect tip top shape they need to be in.
0: I do think that so. Y- you're you're going to see that play out a little bit, but it's 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 almost going to look like the Lions' secondary of old. I think they're actually even even without Darius Slay, they're slightly improved. Um, and I say slightly, Darius Slay. <clears throat> I mean, just by the numbers from last year and the year before, according to Pro Football Focus, Desmond Trufant was the better corner in Atlanta.
1: And I think Slay was starting to decline. I think I think Lions. Um made a good decision, and then chose the right time to let to let him walk. Because he's going to mm-hmm. garner a big contract, and they kind of knew that he was starting to, oh, and yeah. maybe not by much, but he was, starting, he was starting to regress a bit.
0: Yep. Now, Desmond Trufant continues to play at a high level, um, and and I think it, he's an upgrade from Darius Slay. But now, and I thought Okuda, you know, like, you've seen this before, the the um, Antoine Winfield-trained Xavier Rhodes type of thing. And then they moved Winfield out, Xavier Rhodes came up, you know you you see that rotation of corners the new guy comes in the older guy trains him up whatever the case may be i thought it was going to be similar to this and it, and it could very still will be uh uh desmond trufant kind of training jeff okuda jeff okuda comes up becomes the guy in this situation though this is not a good start because obviously okuda's on the bench i don't know how much he's going to get um uh, all that love from Desmond Trufant if he's not on the field. Mm. Um, so we we got to see. Now, the good news for the Lions is they do have Trufant on a two-year deal, but we're going to have you know issues with the old rookie here, Jeff Okuda. So it creates an interesting scenario. Uh, we do also have Debo Samuel got placed on IR. He won't see the uh, field until October for the Niners. Kendrick Bourne is going to be starting in his place. Um, I think this kind of kills the, the Niners. I think the Niners are, are a really dynamic team. I think the Niners have uh, a lot of trick plays up their sleeve. I think the Niners can come up with a way to win against Arizona here. <clears throat> and Arizona is still rated actually kind of low. Last time, I don't know if you remember last season, both games against Arizona, Jimmy G threw four TDs and over 300 yards. So he played well against Arizona. Um it just becomes a question of uh, how will the missing deep factor of Debo Samuel, because he does so much on the field. He takes handoffs, he catches passes, he's technically their number one over there, how much will this affect
1: San Francisco? I mean, they, they, they did decently fine without him, when I say without him, because for the first half of the season, Debo was kind of a non-factor. Mm. Um so I think they they they're going to have to go back to their early season ways from last year, but it's no question that once the second half of the season started, um, San Francisco took off. Right, and Debo was the and, guy. And Debo was a was a, a very large portion in the reason behind that. Yep. So it, I think it's going to hurt. I think Debo Samuel's a weapon. I, I think he's a, he's a big weapon when he's healthy.
0: And, and he had you know if you look at his college career, he had like a litany of injuries throughout his entire college career. And now
1: we're seeing that creep back in right it's starting to, to return
0: a little bit and I'm hoping not because when he's on the field he's a monster
1: I know you love Debo but he's uh so far got an injury bug on well, on, on his back
0: yeah and, and when he was when he was in college when he was on the field he was still breaking a thousand yards and and doing what he's got to do he had some really great games he has great hands he has great speed he's he just he's got an injury bug you're right and and I was surprised he didn't get hurt in the first season But now we're seeing him go on IR for the first three weeks. I want to see if Debo can come back from this, play well, and give us more than one 16-game season. Mm. I like Debo Samuel. we got to see that that durability come out. Um, We also had uh, Titans linebacker Vic Beasley has been ruled out for Monday Night Football, Uh, the former Atlanta Falcon. Um, This is going to – you know – I'm not going to say it's going to kill that Titans defense, because that Titans defense without Vic Beasley last year was ranked number nine. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were a high-ranked defense last year. Um, really a, a huge reason why they had that run that they did. A lot of people don't, didn't realize. I didn't realize at first. I'm like, God, why are the Titans just all of a sudden monsters? And then I, I looked over and said, oh, their defense is ranked really high. I, I had no idea. And that was without a dynamic pass rusher like a Vic Beasley. So is it going to kill their defense? I don't think so.
1: No, they they got Clowney now too, and I mean Clowney's good. It, it's going to be a few weeks till Clowney's effective because he's got to learn a new defense because they they just signed him. Right, right, right. But I I think Titan defense will be just fine.
0: Yeah, especially you know like it, I I know Clowney. It, it's a new defense. I get it. At the same time, if you look at Jadavion Clowney, he has one job. True, he has one job. You know, like like he knows his job. He's been doing this this long enough. He's played on some really good defenses you know especially last year last year was a great year for him in Seattle um i think you know he understands his job and what he's got to do i think you're going to see uh uh Jadavion Clowney just ball out today and i think like like you said i think they're just going to be just fine over there they're not going to have any issues i think the only really i think a bigger issue for the titans now that now that i think about it is the fact that Logan Ryan still isn't with the team yeah, Logan Ryan is still on free agency right now, which is damn surprising to me because considering he was one of the best slot corners in the entire mm-hmm. league last year. So that that's kind of a confusing thing. Um Cortland Sutton also sprained his AC joint for the Broncos there. Uh, he's listed as questionable for today. It was a shoulder injury earlier on this week. He he suffered it in practice. They they took they he didn't really get carried off the field, but he did get helped off the field. It's only a sprain on the AC joint. I've suffered one of those, so I know you know it's it kind of sucks. Um, takes a couple weeks to get get over it. I think they're expecting him to come back after two weeks. And a sprained AC joint or a separated AC joint that's that's a, a usually a four week injury. There,
1: um, I mean, poor Broncos trying to come back and have a, a good season. In their new team and then another team's trying to kind of yeah falling apart at the moment.
0: I, I think uh, this will open up some stuff for Jerry Judy and Noah Fant. I, I think that's going to be good for them. Um but you, you're, we're gonna this will actually be an opportunity to see if Jerry Judy is as good as everybody was saying in college. Remember him being Alabama? He was mm-hmm. supposed to be the top guy, you know, off the board. He actually didn't wind up going as the top guy off the board. Henry Ruggs did
1: to, to Vegas. He wasn't, he wasn't the first guy off his own team. You're right,
0: right. right. <laughs> so I mean, Jerry Judy, I mean, it, we're gonna see if he's the number one guy. I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see if he's a number one guy, and we're going to see if Drew Locke can get him the football effectively. Ugh. You know, and, and Drew Locke, I mean, you don't like Drew Locke, I understand, but Drew Locke did perform well last year. He did.
1: Yeah, he's got,
0: now he's got to be for a whole season. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. So I want, to, I want to see if he can do it. Um, also, the Eagles running back, Miles Sanders, he's listed as out versus Washington with the hamstring injury. The Washington football team, I'm sorry for the duration of the season I'm going to continue calling them the Redskins. I they'll always be the Washington Redskins to me until they come up with a new name. I can't just sit there and be like the football team. Hey, what, what football team?
1: Who who's favorite team? Oh, we're we're, we're a
0: football team fan. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just it made no sense to me. I I just pick a freaking name. It's not that difficult. And I understand you got that one like hoodlum that was sitting there like, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and and uh, copyright all the names for all the Washington team names that they could possibly pick. The Washington settles and the Washington... He went right down the line just picking all the Washington names. And, and, I mean, kudos to him. He's some lawyer uh, out of... I think he's out of Maryland. Some lawyer that went and copyrighted all these things, so they have to buy it off of him. So he's going to make millions. But it's just the fact that, like, come on, guys. Pick a fucking name.
1: Like, I, I just, They didn't know what they wanted to do. They're not yeah,
0: sure yet. It, just, it doesn't make you. Had, they had, what, three months? Three months to pick a name. Pick a fucking
1: name. You're a millionaire. Pick a fucking name. Get a get a uniform and get it sent to the stadium. Just do, just do a Cleveland. Just, be, just for the time being, just be the Washington Reds. Yeah. <laughs> it just made no sense. Um, also in Eagles land, Jason Peters
0: is uh, being moved from guard to tackle. The all-pro guard moves to tackle. Lane Johnson actually, and, and this is what I kind of like about, I like when players do stuff like this because they're looking to win and they're looking to, to maintain uh, good players. Lane Johnson takes a pay cut uh, the, on the opposite side of the, the line to give Jason Peters a bump in pay, which I thought, that's cool. That's very Tom Brady-ish. Tom Brady used to, to eat you know, a $12 million salary so he could make sure that he had the proper pieces around him. And a lot of these other quarterbacks are getting paid 30 dollars Here's Tom Brady making twenty. <laughs> I mean, he, and and you wonder why Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl all the time. That's why. Take note, Lamar. Our... Yeah, I mean they they need to figure it out. And uh, last but not least, uh, we we were talking about the Cardinals er, or earlier. You don't like him. I still think he's a legend, Larry. Fitzgerald. Oh, he, no, he totally is. He's
1: the first ballot Hall
0: of Famer. Yep. Larry, F- Larry Fitzgerald is going to retire if the Cardinals win a Super Bowl, which I don't think will happen this year, but he says he will retire if the Cardinals win a Super Bowl. Makes so, sense to me. Yeah, hey, why not? So we're going to take a brief break um, right here. We That's all of our news around the league. And we're going to take a brief break. We'll be right back. We're going to come back with the uh, team flybys, I guess we can call them. Is that what we're going to call it? Sure. they will call it the team flybys. I think that's a good good name for it. And um, we'll uh, get back to that. And then we'll also have our picks at the end of the show. Uh, So we'll be right back, right here, on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yatta's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, Pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies
0: and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, no. Get ready.
1: Welcome back to the outside blitz. Frickin' Scott trying to. Teach me how to do the thing. We, we've been doing this for forty-eight episodes. You this, didn't this count isn't to my seven. First day. You didn't count it's, to seven, no, Tyler. It's five. It's seven the first one, and five for everything uh, else. You know I'm right too. I,
0: I can edit and do whatever we no, gotta do. The first one
1: seven seconds. The rest is five because uh. we have the longer intro. Well, and you know I'm freaking right.
0: Tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean has brought us back into the show too angry. quickly. Angry, angry. No, he, not you're, too quickly. You're, you're a little cantankerous. Is a Open
1: word. up any Audacity file, and you'll see where it's always five seconds after the after, after the intro. No, I, I don't really have any of them anymore. After I post them,
0: I get rid of them. Look, I'm 100% right. <laughs> He's so, so cranky. I know you're... I'm kn- smart. You're not. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. it's <laughs> fucking guy. God damn. Um, so we're we're going to be going through divisions here. Uh, we're going through each team. Uh, we're going to be starting with the NFC West, Tyler. We're going
1: to be talking about a little bit of predictions, signings, all that good, good. You, see, you didn't give me any detail in this. So what are we are be doing just, just a quick, like, what do you think with the team, basically? Yeah, yeah. What
0: do you think about the team? Where do you think they're going to wind up? Do you, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Do you, we'll talk a little bit about their big signings, big draft picks, things of that nature. Um and and right now the, we're gonna start in the NFC West with with the number one team from last year in the NFC West that made the Super Bowl the uh, defending NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. Um, 13 and three last year, did really well with Jimmy G. Defense was great. Raheem Mostert emerged as as a, a running back threat. Debo Samuel emerged as a number one receiver. Currently, Debo's on IR. We got the Niners. Where do you think they wind up? Do you think they're still a Super Bowl contender? Do you think they make the playoffs? Do you think they regress? Where do you think the Niners are going?
1: I think the Niners are going to kind of pick up where they left off. I mean, they're not going to go 13-3. Um, I, but I think there's still going to be a playoff team. I, I think they'll still like the Lunar Division. Um, it's a tough division. It is. It's a very tough division, even even more so with uh, with Arizona kind of Coming out of the woodwork here, and I, I, right. I think you're talking about a team that still wins their division, mm-hmm. um, just not in as great um, as it was last year. Yeah, they're not going to be as dominant. There's right. going to be a bit of a, a regression there, <laughs> but I, I think they're going to win a division. I mean, they might they might not, but I, it's, it's, it's a tough one. This division's interesting.
0: I, I look at the Niners, and what I see is a team that that relied heavily on defense, and it was almost very it was very Chicago-esque where they, they were focusing on a lot of trick plays. They were using Debo Samuel on a lot of different uh, double reverses and sweeps and things of that nature. You saw Debo Samuel, weirdly enough, especially in the playoffs, uh, he wound up taking a lot of handoffs out of the backfield, coming around on sweeps and coming around on, on uh, different reverses and so on and so forth. There were some trick plays going on there that, mm-hmm. that, that you saw in Chicago that were successful. I, I agree with you. I think they're going to regress a little bit. I think their offense regresses a little bit based on the fact that those trick plays—if if Chicago was any indicator, those trick plays that they ran in Chicago—they were not as effective last year. We we saw that their mm-hmm. offense struggled. So San Francisco, to me, I think San Francisco will regress. I, I think a lot of it's going to be based on that. Jimmy G's—he's uh, a—I'm not going to sit here and say he's a great quarterback because he's not a great quarterback. He's a—he's a, he's a game managing, serviceable mm-hmm. quarterback. I don't think he'll ever be you know, a Brady. I don't think he'll ever be a Russell Wilson. I think their defense is arguably the best in the league right now. I, I think they have arguably one of the best defenses around. Uh, Richard Sherman's sitting in a contract year right now, so we, they do have that to worry about and who's going to be their next number one guy. They were in a lot of zone out there, and and that burned them. That burned them in a lot of situations. It burned them in a, game, a couple of the games with Seattle. It burned them in the Super Bowl, if you remember that. Richard Sherman getting torched by Tyreek Hill. They run a lot of zone, and and they're going to have to learn how to play some man coverage in that scheme. And I understand their defense caters to Richard Sherman. I, I get that. That's why they, they run so much zone. Richard Sherman is not a man corner. He'll always be a zone corner. He's always been a zone corner. That's what Richard Sherman is. As much as I think Richard Sherman uh, is a good corner, and and as much as I'm sure Richard Sherman will wind up in the record books and probably will wind up in the Hall of Fame because he's been an effective corner, he's a zone corner. He can't control, He can't cover man. Every corner has their thing that they can't do. He can't cover man. I think that's that's a known fact. Um, I think the Niners win the division. I'll call that. Um,
1: and I, I I think the Niners regress. The problem is the reason like regress. Like I I think they go eleven and five, 10 and six maybe at worst. And still win the division. Well, they'll go eleven and five, twelve and four, I think. Um but I think the problem is is uh the team we're about to go into right now is gonna regress more. Yeah. And that's the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Yeah, the the Seahawks they 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 were a thorn in the side of the Niners last year. They, they they were. They at some of the best football games that we saw came from Seattle and the Niners late in the season. They had those that really great game, I think it was week fourteen. They had themselves just an entertaining battle um, back and forth. The Niners wound up losing that game, but it was a really tight one, and and it was fun to watch. I was entertained by a football game that I had zero stock in because I don't care about either of these teams. I'm a Vikings fan, but I sat down and I watched that game. Man, what an entertaining football game. Back and forth, I um, think Seattle won by a field goal. I mean, it was fun to watch. Well, that's
1: not true. You did not care about that game because you were rooting for the Niners because you you were really worried about the Vikings in the playoffs at that point. And, I, and Seattle no, no, was no, in the mix.
0: That was a, that was a different game. I was actually were rooting. It was the Niners and the Rams that I was rooting for because I wanted the Rams to get eliminated. But still, I mean, you, you the, you're the Rams, still going to take a loss from from the wild card team, right, right? Right. The the Rams, the the Vikings got in the playoffs because the Rams lost by a field right. goal to the Niners. That's the, that's why. The
1: one big stat line I look and it's it's staring at me right in the face right now, and, and this is why I think regress, regresses. They went eleven and five, but they only outscored their opponents in the total in the whole year by seven points. Yeah,
0: that's that's a, a monster their defense number. is a little alarming. Yeah, the the defense. Well, it's not the Legion of Boom that we we saw those years ago. You know, there's there's not that no fly zone kind of defense that we, we, we were looking at. Um, Seattle's defense has been a little suspect over the course of the last couple of years. I mean, are they are they anything to write home about? I mean, eh, not anymore. Eh, not anymore. Russell Wilson is really the one thing that's really keeping that team afloat. Outside and and I'll give him credit. Chris Carson has been a a, a pleasant thing for wrong. them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's you know the other guy who's proved me wrong? Like I, I didn't think he could become a number one and he's proved me wrong. Tyler Lockett has yep. made me eat a lot of words.
0: Well and and actually DK Metcalf made me eat mine because I didn't buy I thought he was just a workout warrior. He did really well last year. Um I like I like DK Metcalf. He, he
1: started off the year hurt, right? DK? Yeah. Uh
0: he didn't start off the year hurt, but he he uh he was just the number two and he wasn't getting a lot of looks. To be honest with you. I thought, on, I thought he
1: missed the first four weeks on an injury just in the preseason or something. I'm not
0: sure. But but Tyler Lockett, I know, was getting in the bulk of it. Tyler Lockett went down with an injury. You remember D.K. Mm-hmm. Metcalf came in as the number one. D.K. Metcalf did really well. Um, Seattle, and, and really, if you look at what Seattle did, they didn't make a lot of improvements this offseason. No. There hasn't been a lot. They let a lot of players walk. I understand the Seattle mentality. I understand Pete Carroll's system is a very next-man-up type of position and type of situation where, where you can count on a guy to come up underneath and and be that guy, you know, and, and he turns – Seattle's – whether we like Seattle – I like Pete Carroll as a coach. Whether we like Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks, whether we don't like the Seattle Seahawks, whether we, we like how obnoxious they are, they're 12-man bullshit, whatever – the Seattle Seahawks system for whatever reason always works for next man up. It's mm-hmm. just something that that it always does. It it has never changed. It's always been that way. So I look at the Seattle Seahawks and I see a team that could very well still wind up in that 10 and 6, 11 and 5 range, still be a contender. Russell Wilson is
1: always going to keep your team in contention. Regardless, because we for about three years now we thought the Seahawks were going to start to diminish and become nothing, and here yep. we are. Last year, eleven five.
0: Last year we were talking about seven and nine, eight and eight football. The year before
1: we're talking the same thing. Yep,
0: and, and both years they've they've been in the playoffs. So I mean I at this point I can't say that they're going to go eight and eight. Do, did, do I think they're going to regress? Man, it's a possibility. But we got to see whether or not that that Pete Carroll system. Isn't going to cater to that next He's man up. One of the
1: best coaches in the league. I, if anyone can get the job done, it's Pete Carroll.
0: Yep. And now a team that's looking for a resurgence is the LA Rams. They they go from Super Bowl contender to missing the playoffs. Super Bowl uh, runner up. They're to the missing third, the playoffs. It's the
1: third straight year in mm-hmm. which the Super Bowl runner up missed the playoffs the next year.
0: Yep. Jared Goff had himself a rough year. Uh we'll we'll face that fact. He had a rough year. Cooper Cup has been injury prone. Even though he got the extension that he did, Cooper Cup winds up with the the uh the extension. Um the Rams traded away some some key cogs to their, their defense. And and their defense wasn't anything to write home about the last the years prior. I mean really Aaron Donald was the one shining spot on that defense and um, arguably
1: Going to be the greatest defensive player of all time, right? At least at the pace he's going. Yeah, and they've they've got they've got a pair of really
0: solid safeties over there, um, but they traded away a, a cor- great corner to your boys there, and he turned out Mid-season. to be great mid season, and he winds up being a star with with the Ravens. I, I just I look at their situation; they need a lot of defensive help, and I don't think they added enough on the defensive side of the football to really.
1: And you I know. think that's where the weakness is going to be. I think their I think their offense will mostly be fine. Hmm. And yeah, you got you got Cam Akers is going to be trusted as the guy now, right? And that could be well in sort of.
0: I mean, right now what they're saying is it's going to be a, a running back by committee situation,
1: which is probably the right move.
0: Yeah, and and you you do have viable running backs. They they did get rid of Todd Gurley, which I don't uh, injury pro Todd Gurley with his his bum knees and whatever. The, the, case the thing may with be.
1: Gurley though is um, at this point in his career, Gurley is a great. First, second down. That like he's, your, but he, he's not an all-down back. Yeah, anymore. he's not every down back, and he can't be because he's hurt a And time. it's not his fault, but it's, it's just what it is now. Yeah, because because he's got arthritis in the knee, and there's nothing he can do about it. Mm-hmm. And and really,
0: the the Rams, they're they're in a situation now where they could could wind up um, uh, becoming a better team, or they could be. I mean, it, they really have a lot of wiggle room here. They could they could go six and ten, seven and nine. They could wind up being twelve and four based solely on their offense, and and if Aaron Donald has a, another great year, which I'm sure he will, the the Rams are going to be in great shape. They didn't add a lot. That's the thing. They didn't make a lot of uh, free agent additions. They didn't make a lot of uh, uh, great draft picks. They 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 hardly had any draft picks. Really, they didn't have uh, because they they traded a lot of them away. I mean, you you ready for the drum roll? What's that? The Rams finish. Last, that's a ballsy, ballsy thing, and and the reason they but that requires them to finish under our next team, which is the Arizona
1: Cardinals. But, and to start this off, though, including the Cardinals, the Rams finished last, going seven and nine.
0: Yeah, I could see that because that's good.
1: This is a strong division. This is a
0: good division, and, and if you look, I mean, look at the top three teams from last year Niners 13 and three, Seattle 11 and five, Rams nine and already seven. a strong division, already strong. And then you look at how the Cardinals one of the finished best
1: offseasons.
0: Yep, they finished out 5 and 10, but they had a great offseason. I look at here's what I look at with the Arizona Cardinals. I look at a strong linebacker crew. Um, they have Jordan Hicks over there. They had Terrell Suggs over there. I mean, they they've got good linebackers on that squad. They they made some really good signings. So Suggs is gone now. Well, Suggs but... is gone now, but they had him last year. Um, they
1: they still have a great linebacker crew over there. And, and their and their defense wasn't great last year. No, but I think they're going to make strides as they continue on. I think Kyler Murray is developing into. He's going to be their quarterback of the future. Like he, yep. he's proven to where he he's going to follow the kind of the, the footsteps of like your Lamar and 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 Watson where he's... and Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson. Yeah. We're, Josh we're, Allen, in a, in a sense.
0: He he doesn't have the size. He do, he really doesn't. He doesn't have the size to, to be... To um, Russell Wilson. Yeah, and, and that's what he becomes. He becomes a Russell Wilson. He becomes a guy that has to has a strong arm, that's got to learn how to throw. And, and Russell Wilson, Cam Newton had to do it, too, mm-hmm. where they had to teach themselves how to throw from the pocket. Well, Cam's
1: got size, though.
0: Yeah, Cam's got size. But they had to teach themselves how to be pocket passers because your body's going to break down. And Kyler is,
1: is a running running QB. He takes a lot of unnecessary hits. I've seen that. I And... And people will say that, well, um, Lamar is the same, but the difference is um, last year, Lamar, um, a lot of his hits were a lot of just being shoved out of yeah, bounds and pushed and and, and basically taking his own falls, like using a wrestling stance yeah. in a way. Yeah, Lamar Lamar. Kyler take a lot got of hits. hammered. Yeah, he
0: got hammered on. And and they, they improved their offensive line this year, which is a good thing. And throughout the draft and free agency, they did a great job with that. They're still a little weak at corner. They signed Buda Baker to an extension, which I loved. Um, they they had some good stuff going on um, over there.
1: This is if I had to put together a top five offenses, that I'm excited to watch this year. Arizona's up there.
0: Yeah, and watching
1: it, Kyler Murray going into his second year. He's got um, big big bopper uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And
0: I'm really happy that they're talking about. And they've got that Christian Kirk. They've got Larry Fitzgerald. That's a good one, two, three punch. But not only that, Kenyon Drake mm-hmm. is a guy that's so overlooked all the time. Kenyon Drake is going to be a good running back this year. He blew up for him last year when when the trade happened with almost zero time to sit around with the offense. Kenyon Drake blew up. I like Kenyon Drake. I think he's a solid performer. Um, I I think he's a a good, strong, hard-hitting running back. Kenyon Drake is going to have a good year for Arizona this year. Um, I agree. This this team is, is a team that I can see going... Improving to an above five hundred situation, I think they're going to finish five hundred or above. I think you're talking eight and eight, nine and seven, top end. You're talking eleven and five if they're if they're really feeling
1: froggy. And nine and seven is the new ten and six with this new seven seed, right? And that's a
0: that that seven seed situation in the playoffs creates a whole other precedent mm-hmm. um, for for this because uh, now
1: um, we haven't really touched on it, but the two seed is no longer as important as it once was.
0: Well. In a way, it's not. If you look at the two seed right now, the, the 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 at least they get the home field. Does that make sense? I
1: mean, well, it's, it's the new three seed. Yeah,
0: yeah. At least they get
1: the home field. Um, and the two seed guarantees you don't got to you don't got to meet the one seed to the championship. Right.
0: It, it'll. Uh,
1: I. But I think, it still doesn't get you that week off anymore. The week off is gone. Exactly, and that's uh,
0: well, other than for
1: the one seed. Yeah.
0: Now, that's why the one seed
1: is so popular, and, and, and the one and seed, its
0: value just improved. Yeah, the one seed uh, uh to me you you um I I guess the value improves but you you've seen good things and bad things come out of the one seed. Oh
1: uh, yeah.
0: You take the one you take yeah for you especially uh, yeah, you take that week off and suddenly you're out of sync. You have that, but if you don't have that week off, you wind up in my situation where the Vikings were playing in the wild card round, and then they were tired going into the Niners game, and they got trounced by the
1: Niners. I think the I think the middle ground's in the middle there is the fact that the Ravens sat for week seventeen as well, so now you're not talking right. one week off, trucking two weeks off. Right, right, right. They start. They they sat a lot of their starters. Um,
0: moving into the NFC North, we got uh, starting off. We're starting with the Green Bay Packers. They went thirteen and three last year. Um, so the Packers. Had a very low points for and a very low points uh, uh, well and, and actually a pretty close points against so they, they were 376 points for 313 points against um, it was a difference of about 63 points and here's my thing the Green Bay Packers were the least penalized team last year and they were the um, they had the most penalty yards for last year um, and I think that's really what kept them afloat. If you look at statistically, they were bottom half of the league in every single offensive category that you could have been, you could have had.
1: Oh, we're, we're on the same page here. The Packers will make the playoffs yeah. as like the six or seven seed is where I'm placing them, probably about a nine and 7
0: <clears throat> And And a lot of people are saying that. Um, I, think, I think the Packers are a little, they're dangerous on, on the defensive side of the football. I think Z'Darrius Smith was probably the best signing that they, mm-hmm. they had had it, just in general. Zadarius Smith is a dangerous son bitch all of a sudden. Out of oh, nowhere. This. Out of nowhere Zadarius Smith is is sacking Kirk Cousins and running them all over the field and he had four sacks in a Monday Night Football game. I mean, I, I think that or it might have been Sunday. But he he had a at a primetime football game Zadarius Smith just comes through and just starts slamming quarterbacks like it's nobody's
1: business. Comes out of the, out of the linebacker firing in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, he, and, and he he fires out of there and it was very very crazy to see that. And a lot of people didn't give him enough credit. The Green Bay Packers, it, re, it requires Aaron Rodgers, and and they
1: didn't really do anything to improve their football team. Nope. Look at their team, they didn't do and, much. And that's why I have them regressing quite a bit here and, and making the playoffs, but not <clears throat> winning their division. This draft situation
0: has really created a, uh, uh, a, a very big conflict over there. Rodgers needed receivers, he still has Valdez Scantling over there. He still has Devonte Adams over there. But he needed, if you're going to sit there and tell me Valdez Scantling is is a, you know, top receiver. You got a bunch. Two. You got a bunch
1: of threes over there.
0: Yeah, and 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 Lazard is supposed to be considered their number two right now. Uh, to me, they didn't improve their football team enough to to help Aaron Rodgers, and and they they lost a few pieces. I think the Green Bay Packers regress. I think. They're going to wind up in an 11-5-10-6 situation, but I don't see them dropping down bottom of the barrel division here, especially with with how the Bears and the Lions look right now. Um, But moving on to our next team is my boys, my Minnesota Vikings. Um, Here's a team that I am concerned with because of the corner situation and because of the Daniel Hunter situation now. They did the right thing. They extended Dalvin Cook. But then they did the wrong thing and extended Kirk Cousins. And you're going to see, I think they extended Kirk Cousins with the hopes that they're going to dump his contract after this year because if they do keep him after this year, then all that money that he had was guaranteed. Um, I think they're going to dump him after after this year and they're going to start going after a franchise quarterback in the draft. But for now... Kirk Cousins here to stay. Guy had a great October, great November. He was in the MVP discussion um, throughout those two months. December he still looked hot. Uh, he came uh, barreling through that month. I think uh, two weeks out of that month he was having monster games. He looked great against uh, Denver <clears throat> that day um, in in December when they had that comeback come from behind victory. Dalvin Cook signed to a new deal, which is great. But they have a lot of rookie corners. A lot of people are putting too much stock in a guy like Holton Hill. And Mike Hughes, which I can't buy because Mike Hughes is coming off of two consecutive years of injuries. He got beat up on the outside. Holton Hill, unproven. People are too excited about him based on a small sample size. I think the guys people should be excited about are maybe our first-round pick, Jeff Gladney, our third-round pick, Cam Dancer, who had a great camp, and Justin Jefferson. Who, I agree. Justin Jefferson... A lot of people are, aren't putting a lot of stock in that guy, and apparently the Vikings are, aren't putting a whole lot of stock in him either because they apparently like Ola B.C. Johnson a lot,
1: and I like Ola B.C. Johnson a lot, but Ola B.C. Johnson is a number three. Well, it's like I was saying on the phone the other day, um, a lot of times you, um, teams put their rookies at the bottom of the depth or just to start. Yeah. It's, it's not where they're going to end up. A, I, I
0: like to think a, a kudo was
1: put it forth in his death chart too, and that's right. not the case either. Right. Um, the Vikings are going to improve a little bit. I mean, I I think Justin Jefferson's going to be a great asset for you guys. I I, I got you guys winning the division eleven five.
0: See, and here's I I have the Vikings winning the division too. Here's the thing: I'm not holding my breath about Justin Jefferson because the last time I held my be- breath about a receiver was Laquan Treadwell. Treadwell, and and Laquan Treadwell wound up being an absolute mess. Um, so I'm not holding my breath about him. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be a good receiver for this football team, whether it be now or maybe even later. He might develop into a great receiver. You never know. Um, I could see the Vikings, like, let's say, and I know this is foresight. You know, me looking too far into the future. I think next year, I think they're probably looking to dump Adam Thielen and go after Jamar Chase out of LSU, so they get the two LSU boys who did really well together. But <clears throat> I digress. I look at this Minnesota Vikings situation, the one thing that really gets me is still and continues to be their offensive line. Um, they did a great job drafting that Ezra Cleveland, who I think is a, an excellent tackle and he's going to wind up being great. Um, they got him in a, in a situation where I expected him to be there, but I expected other left tackles to be there. and, and So for Cleveland to wind up being the guy, they, they almost had to to snag him a little earlier than I think they would have liked. But Ezra Cleveland winds up with us, and I think Ezra Cleveland's going to develop really well into a a great player. But they got rid of Josh Klein, who was our best guard last year. So there's questions. i got questions about the the, uh, uh, corners. I've got questions about the offensive line. I think our linebacker crew has developed into a really solid crew, Um, and I'm going to give straight-up kudos to Rick Spielman for getting Troy Dye in the fourth round. Troy Dye is a great linebacker. Um, The fact that he fell to us that far, great situation. Troy Dye is going to wind up being better than Ben Gideon. He's going to wind up being better than Eric Wilson. We're probably going to let Eric Wilson walk at the end of the year. I think Troy Dye winds up being a great linebacker for this team on the outside. Vikings, they're taking the division. They'll
1: go 11-5. I think we're on the same page
0: there. Even with the tough schedule early on. If you look at their early on schedule... It is an absolute buzzsaw of a schedule. I mean, they're... they're Not as bad as Houston. <laughs> those first, oh, yeah, but those first four games, I mean, you're talking Seattle, you're talking Green Bay, I mean, they, they, you're talking Houston, they're going to be taking on Houston, the, there's going to be some tough games up front, and I want to see if they can at least, if they go 2-2 two and two in that situation, they're about on track for where I think they're going to mm-hmm. go. Um, next up, you got the Chicago Bears. You had uh, Mitchell Trubisky get named as the starter there, which is just a mess. Uh, you you paid Nick Foles $21 million, but Trubisky winds up with the start. I think Foles takes over as the starter
1: maybe week six. It don't matter. Yeah, I think Foles takes it They're over. They're going to be the worst team in this division.
0: You think so? Yeah.
1: I you know they're gonna win three to four games
0: and it really it depends on whether or not Stafford can stay healthy with the Lions. It's, and he he was healthy for several years. He got hurt last year, um, but you look at at Chicago. They're in a a they have still have a great defense. They really do. They do. They they really do have a great defense. They've got uh, some solid receivers over there. I have questions about Mr. Mitchell Trubisky's ability to to throw the football effectively. I have questions about David Montgomery and his uh, uh, durability, and I have questions about uh, Tariq Cohen, uh, whether or not he can be the guy if David Montgomery goes down. He's David, not the guy. Yeah, and David Montgomery is listed as questionable. Now, Montgomery, in limited work, wound up with 899 yards last year. We know that. Um I think if if he can wind up getting a full sixteen games in and stay healthy, David Montgomery could wind up being an, uh, a consistent thousand yard back. But he's got to stay durable, and that's the issue that the the Bears are running into with him is he is not a durable running back. Am I wrong? Oh, you are one hundred percent right. right. I mean, so the the running game needs to to jump back in.
1: Yeah, but you are talking about one of the one of the worst teams in the NFC as a whole, and in, in, in the Bears in this case, and I think it's gonna to fruition in the field uh, on the it's really on paper outside of mitchell trubisky on paper they should be a great team sure on,
0: on paper they should because i mean um, you,
1: alan robinson starting to get starting to warm up a little bit yep, mm-hmm. you got miller over there i mean you got some good tight
0: ends i mean you you got so you got a good squad over there so that's why i'm like eh? what 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 is going on in chicago and and it starts to make you wonder if this is a matt Nagy situation where, where he's it the very guy well could be right so there, there's that, and then last but not least, we got the Detroit Lions. They went three no. and
1: twelve. Now this is a coaching and leadership and any anybody who's in any sort of management position in Detroit problem. It's sort of a conundrum um, because they, on paper, again, this team has had a good team over mm-hmm. the years. This and offensively, the team does typically do pretty pretty good every year. Yep. This is beyond a team
0: problem. They fall apart. Um, they they just have a tendency to fall apart when they're they're midway through a game. I don't understand it. They went three twelve and one. The one comes against Arizona, who who they tied in week one of last year. Uh, they they had a, a commanding lead, and Kyler, and Kyler Murray came back, and it, it was kind of an interesting situation. Matt Stafford he needs to stay healthy. If he's not healthy, they're in bad shape. They don't have a viable backup quarterback. No. They really don't, and and unless Matt Stafford stays stays healthy and upright, you, you got a problem. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I think, is is bound to take a step forward, although he is listed as doubtful for this week. Kenny Galladay is has developed himself much like Adam Thielen into a great receiver. Uh, I like Kenny Galladay. I think he's got good hands. Lions are trying to get him signed to a long term deal. They need to. They need to. Uh, Marvin Jones is still there. Marvin Jones can still. Uh, uh, ball out if he if he wants to. I mean, and now he, now
1: he doesn't have to be the one guy. He, he has an opportunity to do that again. Right. And I mean, and you got you got two really good running backs that um go more of a running style offense, and you and you might see some success too.
0: Yeah, the DeAndre Swift I thought was a great pickup for them. He turned out great. Carry on Johnson is a good running back, but he's we have durability issues there. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to see a few durability issues with Swift. He's listed as questionable for this upcoming week. I don't know if that's been downgraded to doubtful, whatever the case may be. Uh, Swift's a good running back. Uh, they got him in the second round, which I thought was a safe pick. Uh, he's got a little fumbling issue every now and then. But, I mean, I like DeAndre Swift. I think he's a good running back. I think they made a, a smart decision in in snagging him because you don't know what you're going to get out of carry-on. They also picked up Adrian Peterson, which, I mean, Adrian Peterson, whether you, you, you think he's an old child beater or not, <laughs> okay, Adrian Peterson was putting up 1,000 yards in Washington. 800. Did he have 800? Yeah. So, uh, well, the year prior, he had 1,000, didn't he? He hasn't had 1,000 in a while. You sure? I thought he had 1,000, but... So, um, I mean, 800...
1: 800- at your point, at this point, your
0: career is still is still hot for a thirty five year old running back. But Adrian Peterson, you you sign him, you're getting you're almost getting a coach on the field as well in that situation. You get a especially service especially when back. you have
1: two young running backs. Right,
0: uh, they have good receivers. You they twenty
1: eighteen year ready to do what you do a thousand.
0: Yeah, I thought he had a thousand that year. So uh, And they have a good tight end in T.J. Hawkinson. Whether I liked Hawkinson or not, I didn't think he was the best tight end coming out of the draft. I thought it was a bit of a reach, especially in the first round. He's
1: got time to develop and still develop and still be a very good tight end. Right,
0: so. but he's a good tight end. He was a little injury prone last year. He, he did uh, have a couple of nagging injuries. But realistically, what this whole thing comes down to is Matt Stafford. Um, and, and the Lions, they, they went out and they, they picked up a few defensive pieces. They wound up getting Desmond Trufant, which was an improvement from Darius Slay. They wound up in dra- uh, drafting Jeff Okuda. Great great corner. He was the number three overall pick in the draft. Um, Okuda's a good corner, even though he's hurt going into this week. Good corner. Um, they did get Jamie Collins. They went out and picked up, uh, oh, geez, what's-his-nuts from, from New England, the, uh, the nose tackle. I mean, they they picked up some good guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do I think that the Lions are going to improve this year? Yes. How much? I'm not sure. A couple I, games. I think they're going to wind up maybe in a six I mean, ten. I mean, I got them out at
1: six. Yeah,
0: six or seven wins. I think if the seven, I th- I think eight is the ceiling for them. Yes. You know, and 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 then after that, I think you're going to see old Bluto head
1: out the door there. No, this will be his last year, at yeah. least I hope.
0: Yeah, um and, and they did change ownership over there with the Lions as well. Martha Ford kinda, kinda yeah. Martha Ford gave the team over her the control of the team over to I, I think her her daughter in law or something like that. But either way, new ownership, still with the Fords, but kind of a new owner. So I mean we got different situations. Going into the NFC East, Philadelphia took that division last year at a whopping nine and seven. Um <clears throat> squeaked one out past the eight and eight Dallas Cowboys. I think the Eagles' it, 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 their success depends on Carson Wentz at this point,
1: and he's had an injury bug going his entire career. Entire and, career. I mean, he's a very very good quarterback, probably the best quarterback in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can't stay healthy.
0: Yeah, and that's always been the problem for Philly. Um, they had Foles. Now they don't have that safety net. There, there's no safety net there now. It's stay healthy or you're screwed. At this point, they don't have a backup quarterback that's worth in, a shit.
1: In this case, so, I got them dropping not being the division winner. Mm-hmm. They will go second because um, two teams in this division are terrible. Yep, um, I think they're going to go about seven and nine or so. So
0: I think they they wind up in that seven and nine, eight and eight department. Um, Philly is a good team still, but I they're they're missing some key cogs to that situation. I think they're they're really getting too excited about a guy like Miles
1: Sanders, and, and he's hurt going into this game. I mean, a guy Elshon like Jeffrey who hasn't been anything great over the last few he, years.
0: Elshon is a is a good receiver. The problem that you got with with Elshon is is he's got a, a nagging foot injury that he just went in for surgery for. I to me, I look at Elshon Jeffrey and I'm like he could be a number one still. But he hasn't been for a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, You look at and right now their number one is Deshaun or I'm sorry uh, Deshaun Jackson. Who okay, you know the old man is still. I mean he can still fly. That's great. Uh, They they have some a pair of good tight ends over there in Ertz and Goddard. Let's not forget that. But I I think they're they're starting. This this is not the same Super Bowl team that we saw. No, not not by a long shot. shot. Yeah, Um, and then you got the Dallas Cowboys who went eight and eight. Dak Prescott still looking for that big deal. He got franchise tagged. I have a feeling he's not going to be in Dallas next year. Um, they've,
1: they've signed. They've they've sent a lot of talent, and they're they're running out of money.
0: Yep, uh, I'm I'm really big on their that three receiver combo that they have going on. Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, um, Gallup, Gallup, Michael Gallup. Yep, he's he's turning into something spectacular. They they've got uh, that that Blake Jarwin is their their tight end over there. Who uh, yeah, okay, we'll we'll, we'll talk. Key thing is they have Ezekiel Elliott over there. They got a lot of good running backs over there that can be Pollard's top. good. Yep, Pollard's good. They got top running backs over there. So, and they still have that good offensive line. Dallas on paper should be a Super Bowl contender. Really. And on you, paper, they you should. We might
1: see that this year. And I think they're I think for the first time in a while the record's going to skyrocket. Oh, <laughs> um, I think you're talking twelve and four, that's eleven what and five. That's kind of where I'm thinking
0: they're going. Twelve and four, 11 and five uh you still, I have questions about Dak, Dak's ability to, to get over that hump. They went 8-8 eight eight last year. They lost a lot of key primetime games. They did lose one to the Vikings. They did lose, um, uh, didn't they lose to the Chiefs, I think. They lost a couple of primetime games. So, I mean, <clears throat> I have questions about Dak and his hip movements, but, you know, I digress. I mean, come on, you're not excited about the hip movements at all? About <laughs> Dak popping his hip. Come on now. Um he was shaking a shaking what his mama's got him. Oh no. Uh next up you got the New York Giants. I think this team improves, but not much. Yeah. I think Daniel Jones is going to continue to take steps forward, but not much. I think Saquon Barkley He's is getting the, all to Barkley. Yep, heart and soul of that team. I think Darius Slayton has himself a bigger year than Sterling Shepherd. I think Sterling Shepherd takes a, a step back and becomes the number two on that team. I think Golden Tate continues to be the number three. Um, I think you improve by a game. I, I'm going to go and I'm going to say they're going to wind up six and ten. I, I think that they they win six. The defense has questions. <clears throat> DeAndre Baker's no longer there with his you know assault and robbery charges, armed robbery, uh, so he won't be there any longer. They have issues at corner. They they did make a good move at the safety position, getting Jarrell Peppers over there, who I think is going to wind up being great for them um, and and was great for him last year. Uh, They have questions at linebacker. They have a good offensive line, although Nate Solder is not the same man he was in New England. We we have questions. Mm -hmm. We have questions for sure. Uh, New York going 6-10 is not unheard of in this situation. No. And, And Evan Ingram, as long as he can stay healthy, You can expect a He's
1: been been one of the best tight ends. He's just can't fail. When
0: he's healthy, Evan Ingram has put up monster yardage. And when he's healthy, and it's always throughout the the first four games, he winds up putting up 110, 120 yards, and then, you know, shits the bed and getting hurt, and then he's out for eight games. If Evan Ingram can stay healthy for an entire season, you might see one of the best tight ends in the league. Yes. Um, And last but not least, our wonderful Washington Redskins, uh, Dwayne Haskins is a mess. They should have drafted a quarterback.
1: Should start Alex Smith. Well, uh, well, Alex Smith should just go home.
0: Yeah, just, just go home, Alex. I, I get a kicker out of the fact that he broke his leg, and then when they said he was cleared for football, he jumped around and got excited and almost rolled his ankle. Uh, I don't know if anybody noticed He's that. Still uh, limping, a yeah. Bit. He was jumping around and almost rolled his ankle in the middle of his own driveway.
1: Uh, you, you, you have <laughs> the addition of Chase Young. That will almost certainly improve the defense that was miserable last year. Yes. But not enough to, to make any noise in, in moving up the, the standings at all. I, I think they'll improve mm-hmm. just based on Chase Young alone. We're talking four or five wins. Yeah,
0: a game. I, you a know, game.
1: Could, could, could get
0: worse. There, there's no viable receivers over there. Dwayne Haskins can't throw the ball with Dick. Worth Darius Geis is off the board. Uh, Adrian, he, hell, he was never on the board. Uh, Adrian Peterson's gone, and they're relying on a, a no-name running back
1: well, to be their star. You know, you know, this is good. This is his chance to do it. I think he will do it. Who's that? This he has an opportunity. He he either blows up or he goes into the abyss. This is Bryce Love's chance.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like Bryce Love. I think he's the, the no. They haven't
1: no him as a starter. <clears throat> But I think it's um, the it's written on the wall this is Bryce Love's chance to become the guy in Washington and, and blow up and become a big name running back in the league right
0: they have a lot of improvements to make on that football team um, <clears throat> they got a lot of work you know that Washington football team I mean <laughs> is, that, is that really what I'm gonna have to call them for the next 16 weeks really? Washington. the Washington football team but um, the the Redskins they and they 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 don't have viable tight ends anymore. I mean, really, that the, it's a an ailing team. Um, they they basically they're in a rebuild. They need an overhaul, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to be starting to hit that Cincinnati type of level pretty quick here. Um, they're already almost there. So there's that. Then we go into the NFC South. You got the New Orleans Saints, still a good football team,
1: who I believe is going to pick up where they left off. Yep, they're going they're going to <clears throat> end up about the where they're at now. Um, they're going to be to me. Um, they're going to be. They're going to have the bye come come January. A lot of folks think that.
0: Um, Thirteen and three. Um, they have a pretty favorable schedule. Drew Brees is Drew Brees. Let's just. I mean, he's the man. Uh, Alvin Kamara and, and Latavius Murray is a nice two-headed situation. You got um, uh, Michael Thomas over there who's playing good ball. You got uh, Jared Cook over there who's playing good ball. You got a lot of good pieces over there. You got a good offensive line. Uh, Max Unger did retire. So you you got some questions on the O-line. Defense was strong in the second mm-hmm. half of the season. Second half of the season, I mean, they, they stunk in the first half. Second half, wow. Um, they, they were the best defense in the league in the second half. It was terrifying. Um, <clears throat> I think New Orleans, you're right. I think they take the division. Uh, you're gonna have your work cut out for you with a few of the teams in this division. Tampa Bay obviously is there's question marks there. Uh, Atlanta at the second half of the season, another team that blew up in the second half after starting out, what, 0-8? Mm. I, and it shouldn't have
1: been a blow-up. I mean, we'll, we'll get to Atlanta in a second. Yeah. But, but uh, in New Orleans,
0: I, I think they're going to continue doing what they're doing. Um, the defense has to, to basically be the defense you saw in the second half of the year. We can't sit here and see uh, you know them being be shitty early on again. And then come But alive. they were
1: still winning games, though. So, either, either the defense does start off slow, they're going to be fine. Yeah. But in order for them to be a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to see that for all NFC's NFC is nasty this year.
0: Yes. Um, next up, you got the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan, obviously, coming off of a rough season. The Falcons coming off of a rough season.
1: And not even Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan continuously puts up his numbers. Mm-hmm. The offense continuously puts up their numbers. This is one of the best offenses in the league. you got the last couple of seasons um they can't and they seem to do this every few years They like they have an amazing offense and they can't get the shit moving right i think this is a coaching problem
0: well and i agree with that atlanta if you look at their their points for and points against 381 points for 399 points against um the defense is the problem too but they still went 7 and 9 mm-hmm. which tells me that and it was near the second half of the season cuz they weren't scoring points early on they they didn't score points early on Correct. but in the second half of the season they were scoring big points they went 7-9. They won some football games. I think Atlanta does better this year. I think Atlanta winds up in a winning situation this year. I think Atlanta winds up probably 9-7 and seven this year. They so probably the flip-flop it. Yeah, then they're flirting with the playoffs, if not in the playoffs. Um, Todd Gurley comes out of the team. People are excited. The problem is, is there was a fire sale in Atlanta on the defensive side of the football. Big <laughs> a- Beasley's gone. Yeah, a lot of players. Desmond Trufron, Vic Vic Beasley. A lot of players went out the door. Um, and they they either just let them, or they traded them, or whatever the case may be. But Atlanta had a lot of key defensive pieces go out the door, and I think that's going to cause major issues for them moving forward. And uh, last but not least, we got the Carolina Panthers. Oh, you
1: missed Tampa.
0: Oh, Tampa. Sorry,
1: sorry. I, I walked right over them. Tampa Bay, probably one of the hottest stories of. So this here's season. my thing with Tampa. You look at last season; they put up just as many points as the Saints did. Yep. To the to the exact T. Yep. Um, you, you're not going to improve much in offense. I mean, you put up five, you had a 5,000 yard quarterback. Yeah, you're good. You're going to improve on the turnovers by a lot. By a lot. Yeah. You led the team. My he issue the here is the defense made zero additions. Yep. Zero. <laughs> so Tom Brady and that offense on paper looks amazing is going to have to put up 35 points just to barely win games.
0: Then, and, and here's the fun part about, about Tampa Bay. <clears throat> they got these two great receivers. They went and got Gronk back, which, oh, whoopity-doo. Uh, they got O.J. Howard. So they got a nice two-tight end set. They
1: got that, three. They got break, too.
0: Yeah, and they, they got uh, um, Leonard Fournette in the fold. So when Ronald Jones inevitably shits the bed, you're going to see Leonard Fournette come rolling in. And you're going to see Leonard Fournette do, do what Leonard Fournette does. Um I think their offense is looking stellar. A lot of people are are getting excited about this team, and rightfully so. It's Tom Brady. Okay. I have questions about the defense because if you look at their, their points against, 449 and points for was 458. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, see, there's the Tampa Bay is kind of a, a confusing enigma because they put up big points in the first, like, what, four weeks, and then they kind of came down back to earth with the rest of us. Um, especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick going crazy and all this fun stuff. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick goes crazy, and you got you got uh, uh, Jameis Winston the next week goes crazy for 50-some-odd points. I mean, it was nuts. I have questions about, and then later on in the year, they, they kind of tapered off and went to hell in a handbasket. I have questions about the consistency. I want to know if Tom Brady is going to be able to to put up that similar amount of points um, Jameis Winston was a turnover machine. Tom Brady is not a turnover machine.
1: I but, think I see Brady, improvement, but Brady can't throw the ball downfield the way he once did. Right, we saw that last year. Right,
0: and but I also look at Tampa Bay and that, and even in spite of all of the issues that they had, they went what seven and nine. Mm-hmm. I see an improvement in this team. I see an eight and eight, seven and nine type of We're football seven. team. Or not, uh, yeah, 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, type of football team. I think
1: this team gets in the playoffs. Right. Um, but it's not going to be this um 13-3 and three type season that a lot of people are predicting. Yeah, people are... Because are, the big thing here is we're in a year in which we had almost no training camp, Yep, no, um, no preseason. So a team like Tampa Bay that's got a lot of fresh faces, they're going to take a few weeks to get their stride.
0: Yeah. And did you notice Tom Brady's Hulk hands, by the way? <laughs> yeah. He had that quarantine arm going on. I don't know if you noticed that. A little too much uh, red tube there. Anyway, uh, Carolina Panthers, they signed Teddy Bridgewater. They went 5-11 and last year. Um, defense wasn't what it was supposed to be. Really got hammered on. 470 points against, 340 points before. Um, Christian McCaffrey is the guy. Uh, DJ Moore has proven to be the guy over there. I mean, it proved me wrong. Yep. Shit. Um There is work to be done in Carolina. But I think that the work is starting to get done. I think they'll, co- they'll to continue
1: to uh, <clears throat> to work behind uh, Christian McCaffrey. You're, you have an improvement at quarterback. They're, they're going to improve a little bit, but but the defense is going to be their uh, anchor.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly, I think I think Carolina winds up in a similar situation where they are now maybe one game better. I think they wind up in a six and ten type of situation, dead last in the division. I think that's where they stay. Yes. <clears throat> now going into the AFC, AFC North. This is where you get all excited and start soaking your jockeys. Your boys, Baltimore Ravens, they went 14-2. and two. Lamar Jackson was the MVP last year. Improved running game. Uh, you still got Hollywood Brown over there. Uh, you got good tight ends. You're in a pretty that's the good thing situation. Is, and
1: Hollywood Brown's not even the guy to me. I think that's the Mark Andrews show until Brown can kind of stay, stay healthy. Can get out of that injury. Because he's, 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 he was dealing with that foot injury all last season, basically. Yep. And it's crazy to think about that. An offense that already broke the rushing record improved at rushing, right? With right. with the addition of J um um DK, uh, not DK Metcalf <laughs> JK
0: JK Dobbins, JK Dobbins.
1: Yep. got my initials all mixed up. Yeah. Um. Now, obviously, it's hard. To, like it, it's hard to say. Oh, yeah, this team's going to improve. This. How do you improve much on fourteen and two? You. you it, it's damn near difficult to do but I think you're talking about a team that ends up in a very similar situation. Yep,
0: 12 and 4, 13 and 3, I think is about Yeah, where that, that, that's going a fair at. place to put it. Their their defense never goes bad even though they lose parts. This time they they not only gained parts but then they
1: extended parts of that defense, which yeah. is great. You basically um, had no names at middle linebacker and now all of a sudden you got Patrick stars. Queen, Malik Harrison and and you get a chance to really
0: and I thought that Patrick Queen pickup was just a really great steal for them. They had a they had themselves outside. I think both them, uh, both of our teams had really great drafts, mm-hmm. but both them and the Vikings had some of the best drafts um, that I think we've ever seen. And
1: even even the receiving core is kind of improving. It's technically no names, but I mean in the third round you got you got um um Duvernay, yeah, who who could easily um, move his way into the uh, starting roster and. Miles Boykin was improving near the end of the year. Yep. You could see an improved um, receiving core without actually many additions.
0: A lot of it is based on Lamar staying healthy and it's a big one. and the defense doing what they, they gotta do and continue doing what they have to do. I think Patrick Queen is gonna be an exciting talent and I think he's gonna wind up being a leader on that football team. Um, I think your boys win the division. I think they go twelve
1: and four, thirteen and three. I think you're talking the two seed, two seed, maybe even the one seed. Maybe it depends what the Kansas the, City Chiefs, Chiefs do. Yeah. Chiefs do. I do think that, um, and as we move on to the next team, I do believe that the Ravens won't win the division as um, definitively definitively <clears throat> they did last yep. season. They won by six games. That won't be the case this year. I think you're talking about a Steelers team yep. that went eight and eight with Mason Rudolph all season right. and Hodges or whatever when he was hurt because of. Is sculping bashed in or yeah. stuff like that? <laughs> the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. um... You got Ben back, and while Ben may not be the Ben of old, he's still twice he's, as good as Mason Rudolph. Right, he's still Ben Roethlisberger. This is gonna if, if he's healthy all season. This is a ten and sixteen.
0: Yeah, the the defense needs some improvements. They had an aging defense. They did have some problems with with some shoddy corner work, I guess. Um, but
1: Pittsburgh- they have two of my favorite young defenders right now in in a uh, Nick Fitzpatrick and and uh, TJ Watt.
0: Yeah, TJ Watt's a good, uh, a great player, and I love Minka Fitzpatrick. He was an improvement for them when they traded for him. They didn't do anything to improve their corner situation. No, really, they didn't. Um, they they have a, a good team. I know you're not big on him, but James Conner is still a, a top running back in this They're league. Whether we like top him or
1: not, he was he was rough last he's, year. He, right? Yeah, he's a top
0: fifteen runner. I, and and that's where it's at right now, as it stands. They, and, and
1: and it's easy to be that and it's because you, because they still have a great old line. Yeah, they have one of the best
0: offensive lines in football. It's exactly what I was about to get to. And uh, tight end situation is still good. Vance McDonald is still a good tight end. And he's the backup now. Yep, and he's a backup. Guy, they got right? Ebron. Yep. So I mean, you you got Vance McDonald, you got Eric Ebron over there. They got a good double tight end sets. They're they're setting some things up for Ben there to keep him protected to get that running game going. Ebron is a decent blocker. Which is good. They they have some they still have some work to do, but I don't think I, I think you're right it's gonna be not as definitive. But I think you can see the Pittsburgh Steelers winding up in a like ten and six type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the Cleveland Browns. Look a weird enigma because talent is still there in the offense. It's, it's there. And and it it raises questions about coaching and it raises questions that maybe, maybe in the long run. I was right about Baker Mayfield not being the guy. You Did know? He? And and, and a Basically, he's one and one. Yeah. One good year, one bad year. And, and I got to, you know, so I, I didn't like Baker Mayfield coming out of the draft. He came in, and it was really hard not to root for the guy when he came in in that, that Monday night football situation and pull out a win, and it was exciting to watch, and whoopity do. Okay, great. But now, here we are. Baker Mayfield has a bad year. Um, and, and... It was just confusing. After everything that we saw, we, you know, oh, man, this is going to be great. And that first game of the year, he's over here getting safety. I mean, just an absolute mess. They were completely out of sync. I they believe
1: were, it was actually the Titans that pummeled them.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got they got pounded in the ground several times last year. Um, I think this team improves to an
1: extent. I think they wind up going seven and nine, but I, I this is a you, co- I don't you could think... see this team that is on the cusp of like if if they have a late season, so they're going to be in the mix with the seven. Season. Yeah,
0: I, I, in a lot of this defen- you know, they, they just changed head coaches. They got Kevin Stefanski over there. It really depends on, and you're going to find out. And and I don't, I don't. That's why I don't think there's going to be a lot of improvement. Kevin Stefanski was not the reason that the Minnesota Vikings offense improved. Kevin Stefanski was, had nothing to do with it. This was a, a situation over in Minnesota with uh, Gary Kubiak. So this was Gary Kubiak's offense from the get anyway. Stefanski just kind of took credit for it and you, wound up with the head need, coaching you job. You
1: need a, a hard-nosed coach to get this team in order because it can be a good team. I just, it's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be now.
0: Yeah, and it's not going to be Kevin Stefanski. I'm no. sorry. I, they'll improve maybe by a game. And, and that'll probably be it. And last but not least, we got our Cincinnati Bengals in the north there. Joe Burrow, obviously the story here. Uh, I like Joe Burrow a lot. I thought he did really well in college. Great LSU guy. They got T. Higgins also in the draft, which I thought was a really awesome pickup. They got him first pick of the second round. It's an improved team. I think it was smart of them to go out and get a guy like T. Higgins, especially because A.J. Green has such an injury bug. Um, Joe Mixon is still a good runner. Um,
1: still got Tyler Boyd. Yep, they
0: got Tyler Boyd over there, and they'll have T Higgins in the in the mix. This as will well.
1: be a so, vastly improved team, but much like the NFC West, this is a strong division. Yep, and they're gonna, Bengals are gonna be on the wrong side of some of these division games. It's gonna it's gonna appear that they're in deep trouble. It's it's, it's year one, five and eleven. I I could I could I could hop on that train. Yep, five and eleven is about where I got them.
0: I I think they improved by a couple games because you can't count out Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow's too good,
1: and but he's in a defense with he's he's in a, he's in a division with a lot of strong defenses though, so right. he's going to get tested.
0: Yep, and that's that's the problem he's going to run into, and and I think Joe Burrow is uh, do I think he's good? Yeah, I, I I think he's going to take a couple years to improve, but I'm talking five and eleven for these guys. Um, next up, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw on Thursday night the AFC West here, Kansas City kind of. Beat the holy high hell out of these Yep. Picked up Houston right touches. they left off. Yep. Um, Holmes looked like the guy. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gives them a a uh, another weapon as if they needed more. Uh, Tyreek Hill still looks like Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins still looks like Sammy Watkins. Um, they played good ball. Travis Kelsey still looks like Travis Kelsey. It's the same team from last year. And actually, I'm going to go as far as saying their defense looked way better than it looked last year. Their defense was yeah. not good last
1: year. And that defense looked good. On Thursday night. Big improvement. Um, <coughs> Grant, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that Houston's gotta work out too, but yep. But uh, Kansas City, I pick up where they left off. They're gonna be I like, think twelve and 4, 13 and three. A lot of people are saying these guys are repeat repeat artists. We're gonna see if they are and it's looking that way off the gate. Yep,
0: they're gonna they're gonna take this division though, and I, yes. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Denver's gonna improve. I know you don't like Drew Locke, but it's gonna really depend on the injury situation
1: you got a lot of star players going down with yeah, injuries right now. The defense range. is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to regress a bit because they don't have Von Miller.
0: Yep, Von Miller out. Um, but, you know, if you look at Denver's current situation, they've got uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton over there who are two really good receivers. Sutton's not going to be playing this week. He's con- he's listed as questionable, but I think they're going to hold him out with that, that ACL sprain. Or, I'm sorry, that uh, uh, AC joint yeah, sprain, don't, rather.
1: Don't push it. Um you you need him healthy for a late season run,
0: right? Uh, Drew Locke is a good good quarterback. I I think he played really well stepping in in that situation when Joe Flacco went mm. down. Drew Lock did well. Uh, I have questions. I think Denver they could improve, but I honestly see them regressing a little bit. Six and ten is where I got them going. Third in division.
1: Hmm. I think I got them kind of right, right where they're sitting now, seven and nine <clears throat> or so.
0: Yeah, I mean it, right in that neighborhood. It,
1: it's it's
0: kind of what it is. I. The, they, you you gotta hope that they find more defensive pieces. I guess you know. I mean, that's that's their big problem is the defensive pieces, the aging defense. Let's not forget, Von Miller is well in his thirties now. Mm-hmm. You got an aging defense. I want to see whether or not Denver and Drew Locke can turn it up. Um, third place, you had the Oakland Raiders last year. They were tied. Vegas. Yeah, the uh, Vegas Raiders, Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. LA Raiders, whatever the hell they are. Um, Raiders went 7-9 and last year. They were tied with the Broncos. Derek Carr, still not getting enough credit. I'm just going to call it right now. I think. Offense is fine, but it's the defense that was atrocious last year. Yeah, 313 points, point, uh, points for, 419 points against. The Raiders' defense was bad. Darren Waller emerged as mm-hmm. an absolute monster. They have a good running back over there in Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr does not get enough credit as a quarterback, no matter how you slice it. He doesn't get enough credit as a quarterback. He's got a great arm, fires it downfield really well. Henry Ruggs is going to be his favorite over there Um, with all his speed and his vertical threat ability. Uh, Raiders, though... Defensively, a little rough around the edges. I think they stay about where they were at seven and nine, six and ten. Them and Broncos just having pissing matches over the second seed in
1: that in that uh, division there. But still last place in this division. I got, about, I got Raiders at the same spot. Yeah. But um the Chargers are the, going to regress. The
0: Chargers will regress, but here's my here's my, my footnote on that. They are not going to give Justin Herbert—it's going to be very similar to the Cleveland situation where Baker Mayfield had a big year at the second half of the year. They're not going to give Justin Herbert the opportunity until like week 8. I agree. And Justin Herbert's going to come out and tear it up. And Justin Herbert will gain that starting position. Justin Herbert will be the guy. But
1: right now they're sitting with Tyrod Taylor. And that's fine. I, I, I support—I'm sitting a quarterback for the first year. Yeah, but I, I support doing it. But I don't like Tyrod Taylor.
0: Um, they have two good receivers now. Uh, they, they had one go out the door, but they, they still got Williams, they still got Keenan Allen. So that's great. Um, they, They've got good tight ends over there. They've got, I mean, a, a questions at the running back position. Austin Eckler is supposed to be the guy. Austin Eckler, to me, has always been a change of pace back, um, but he, he did well when he was running out of the backfield in the place of uh, Melvin Gordon when Melvin Gordon was a holdout. Eckler you know it was funny cuz like so last season early on Eckler looked really good and i was telling you that Eckler looked really good yep and he did and then Eckler wound up having to come in in a a reserve role because Melvin Gordon was out for a game or the case and Eckler looked like
1: shit so, <laughs> Eckler in his stride was one of the best running backs last year. Yeah, You're going to get a chance to re-see that this year. So,
0: I want to see whether or not Eckler is the guy. He he just he sent a mixed message. You know, it was like early on he was the guy. And I thought, you know, oh man, he's he's got a better yards per carry than, than Melvin Gordon. He's performing better than Melvin Gordon. He's putting up better numbers. Maybe they should give this guy a shot. And then he came in in a reserve role late in the year and he looked like dog shit. And then now, so I'm like, okay, which Austin Eckler is this? You know, is this guy the real deal or is he shit? I have questions about Austin Eckler being the number one guy. He was you generally used as a change of pace guy. I want to see if he's the guy. Um, and then we move into and I think they wind up in dead last. By the way, they're, I did too. Yeah, uh, AFC East, the New England Patriots. Um,
1: they're not winning the division this year. No, but the addition of Newton and having a good, a great coach like Belichick, this team when it was when it was Stidham. I was talking about third place. I was talking about dead last. Um, oh, Miami, but <laughs> but with Newton, I mean Newton's still a good quarterback. He's not played in a while, so I'm curious to see. Today will be a good, a good ind- indicator. Yeah. Um, but I'm <clears throat> I I think with Newton, they're going to be like an eight and eight, nine and seven, and fighting for that seven seed. Yep, that's kind of where I I think they're going to be going. Uh, Cam Newton,
0: <clears throat> he's not the Cam Newton of old. No. Um, I think he doesn't he, need to be. Yeah. He might have a hard time getting uh, Julian Edelman the ball a little bit. I don't think he's the same quarterback that Tom
1: Brady Here is. Here is my bold prediction: Edelman does not have the most receiving yards in this team this year. Well, who does? Nikhil Harry.
0: You know, a lot of people are saying that Nikhil Harry. He did have an injury bug last year. Um, I have questions about it. I have I have my reservations about about everything. But Cam Newton could, if 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 the Cam Newton shows up that that we know can play ball and 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 fire it out of the pocket and use that strong arm of his if, if the cam Newton shows up okay we'll talk but until then and eh. still at this point I have questions about their running game I think Sony Michelle's a good runner but they don't feature their running a, a whole lot and Bill Belichick's gonna have to feature that running game a whole lot more
1: um, I think they were a little, I think the cam Newton signing was a bit of a knee-jerk signing but they got him cheap so I'm not <clears throat> yeah. worried about it yep. like you got Cam Newton for 1 million. And then you get the Bears, who have fulls for $21 million as a backup. Yeah, so, it's, mean, it's a mess. Um, the team that I do think
0: takes this division, though, is the Buffalo Bills, who went 10-6 and six last year. Who will
1: improve on that number?
0: I think they improve, but I think people are getting a little too excited
1: about Stefan Diggs. I was saying this before Stefan Diggs, though. Yeah. I think this team, you're going to have Josh Allen improve again in his third year. Yep. He's got to work on his accuracy. That's the big um, thing. I think you're talking about a potential scenario in which they could end up in a 2 seed. A lot of people are saying they that could have Josh Allen Josh Allen is going to have to improve on his accuracy.
0: A lot of overthrown passes last year. Mm-hmm. He can't hit the deep ball. He's been he was I mean he's got a cannon. Josh
1: Allen was doing what we thought Lamar was going to do.
0: Right. And Josh Allen's got a cannon. He he really does have a hell of an arm.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: he overthrows the receivers going down the field. Stephon Diggs likes to catch those deep passes. He's got a great double move. So with Stefan Diggs, he comes out, he does that good double move, goes straight down the field on that big streak, and then here comes that ball, and it sails overhead and,
1: you know, tags the ground. I, I believe... Which could, in a way, be the implosion of this team, too, because if Diggs, and his attitude, has enough balls to go over his head, oh yeah, he's going to get pissed.
0: <clears throat> he is a locker room cancer, and I, that's one of the reasons why I'm so happy we got rid of him in Minnesota, because he is just a nightmare, and the guy is a big head. Um, He's he's just too full of himself. And after a while, for a while, Stefan Diggs was was this really nice guy. He got paid and he became a dick. And and I think Stefan Diggs is is just as soon as they sent him out the door and he started talking trash on tr- Twitter, it was just like, all right, trash person. Like yeah. have fun out there in Buffalo getting overthrown by Josh Allen. Um, I don't I don't like Diggs. I don't like Diggs. I think he he and and really. If you look at Diggs's numbers, it's real and it's like you said last year, it's real easy to get to eleven hundred yards when you're the only fucking receiver on the team. Yeah, a lot of those when <clears> feeling was hurt. Bingo. So am I supposed to sit here and be like, oh yeah, Diggs no. No. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and, and tell you that he's a an amazing receiver. Could he break a thousand this year? Yeah, sure. He probably will. But he's got a lot of competition over there. John Brown was still a very good receiver mm. for them over there. So I, I have I have questions about his his role in Buffalo and how he's gonna turn out. In any case, uh, I think Buffalo wins his division. I think their defense, although they're aging, that defense does really well for them and takes them to the next level. Um, Next up, you got the New York Jets, who I think will stay in this spot that they're in right now. 7-9, third place. Yeah. I I think Sam Darnold is still Sam Darnold, um, seeing ghosts out there. (laughs) Uh, They do have some improvements. They lost some key pieces. The Jets are an enigma. A lot of it they they got to rely on Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's got to be the Le'Veon Bell, though, of old. And mm-hmm. I don't think Does, he is. doesn't
1: need to be. I, I don't think he is. It's just a prediction. What's that? Le'Veon Bell will finish second place in the team with rush yards. Who comes in first? To Frank Gore. Uh, <laughs> you and Frank Gore. <laughs> you and Frank Gore. Oh, my God. Last season, Frank Gore was only 150 yards behind Le'Veon Bell. God. Like, I've never seen As the number two. The, I've never as seen, the number two, Frank Gore almost topped Bell last year. I've never Bell seen somebody. Bell is not as good as as he thought he was. I've never seen somebody
0: so enthralled with old smoke crotch Frank Gore. Frank Gore's a backup put up 600 yards. Uh,
1: I <laughs> you can't argue against that. You just love Frank Gore. He put up 600 Gore.
0: yards last year. Oh, my God. You love Frank Gore. It's insane. I've. I... The thing, you're, you haven't said I'm wrong. I've, no, I'm not going to say you're wrong. <laughs> I just I feel like I need to find you like a Frank Gore jersey, and you should just wear Frank. Gore I would wear the shit out of that jersey. Um, and then last but not least, the guys I think are going to wind up in in last place, but will improve, will be the Miami Dolphins. No, I think the Jets. I think the Jets wind up going like down a game. They were seven and nine last year. I think they wind up in a six and ten. But I think Miami winds up in a similar situation in a six and ten. I can see
1: it. <clears throat> Miami. Started to turn it on late in the year. We started off this year yep. thinking they're going to be like the, the the world's biggest joke of a team. Yep. And then all of a sudden, things they, they made some trades that we scratch our head at, but then things settled down.
0: Yeah, they they I like a lot of the draft picks that they made. Miami had a great draft, whether we like mm-hmm. it or not. Tua Tagovailoa, it's easy for me to say. Um, Tua is going to come in there, and if he can stay healthy, they have a shot. He was a pro-ready quarterback. Let's face that fact.
1: I Because I, he won't be starting the season. Right. Um, go with all
0: Fitz magic. Yeah, I think they're starting Fitz. But, uh, I mean, Tua, to me, he's going to come in. If he can stay healthy, they'll be in decent shape. I think Devontae Parker takes a step forward this year. A lot of people are banking on it. He took a step forward last year. He broke a 1,000 last year. So now we're in a situation where Devontae Parker could wind up being in that situation where he's, you
1: know, a really, a top receiver. The problem is, I'm sticking with this, and and I'm going to eat my words later. But Tua is trash. <laughs> trash. Yep. Alabama quarterbacks have not been relevant since like the '40s. And I've told you that.
0: I, I mean, we we went through that. It was the last one. I was. It was the cat from, so,
1: from the Raiders. So here's the prediction: Fitz gets benched eventually because Miami doesn't have, doesn't have a team. Fitz is decent. Mm. Um, what comes in and also gets benched. Fitz comes back in.
0: Yeah, that's and that could very well be the case. We don't know, but what I do know
1: is that on paper, this team should improve in some way, shape, or form. Of course, on paper they should. Um, they got they got a nice new um hot young running back too. Yep. They got for a cheap ass trade. Yep. at Matt Breida. Yep, they got good running backs. They, I mean, they, they have a good team over there on
0: paper. On paper, they have a good team. I mean uh, their defense is actually decent too. If you look at their defense, I was like, huh, oh, okay, that's not so bad. But but they on paper, you know, wh- whether or not in practice it, it turns out as good as I think it will.
1: I think um Miami got shot on so hard last year, and they got put in this scenario where they looked worse than they were because it was week one, they played the Ravens, and then and it's just it was just perfect storm. Like everyone thought the Ravens were just gonna be like a decent team. They go and put up like a 60 bagger on right, Miami and right. like, everything, oh. Miami's terrible. <laughs> and then, one week later, they they, 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 they say it's
0: wholesale farm. Everyone wants to be traded out of Miami. And, yeah, it was fire sale in in Miami. Uh, last but not least, we got the AFC South, which we is going to
1: be the weirdest division in of in all of football.
0: It's strange. Uh, the Houston Texans, I think, um, they looked bad on Thursday night. I think they're missing DeAndre Hopkins right now. Deshaun Watson did not look like Deshaun Watson. Um, the running game. Did not look very effective with with David Johnson's over there. I mean, he he had a few, he popped off a few like nice 15, 20 twenty-yard runs, but he wasn't, you know, like he he had a couple of, of big ones. But beyond that, I mean, it wasn't anything to write home about. I don't think he broke a, a hundred. Um this team is is ailing right now on offense, and they gotta figure it out. They gotta figure yeah, they're, it out quick.
1: They're they're kind <laughs> of hemorrhaging right now.
0: Will Fuller had two drops. He had one in the middle of the field, and then he had a drop in the end zone. Um, they, they couldn't find him. They, they couldn't find anybody. And the Chiefs defense, I mean, they looked good in the first game of the year. The Chiefs defense did. But let's face the fact, Chiefs defense was dead last last year. Dead last. So I can't sit here and say, oh, yeah, yeah, this this Houston Texans team is is, you know, going to be incredible. I have questions about it. And they barely won their division last year. They were ten and six, and just below them were the Tennessee Titans at nine and seven. And the Titans
1: didn't turn it on until the second half of the year. Yeah, because they were because uh, uh, when when uh, they made made the quarterback change, they went like seven and two at that point. So they, right. they were like all, like a damn near dead last division, and then turn it on and 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 went on a run. No, no, the quarterback change. Here's the thing. I I don't.
0: I don't put as much, and and moving on to Tennessee here, I don't put as much stock in the quarterback change as you do. And here's why. I looked at the numbers of Derrick Henry from Week 10 onward. Derrick Henry, for the last three years, has gone
1: apeshit. Yes. Week 10 onward, the man is a machine. Henry is definitely the main reason, but I still stand by... um, Tannehill is three times the quarterback Mariota is.
0: Is, is Tannehill a better quarterback than Mariota? I, it's debatable, but I think Tannehill kind of ekes him out. The, the thing, the difference is, is Tannehill is a much better game manager. Yeah, than Tana, is. Tannehill and Tannehill, Tannehill, and really in the playoffs, they, they made it as far as they did. Trust you, me, it wasn't on Ryan Tannehill. No, it was ninety nine and seventy two yards in a football game is is Tim Tebow numbers. Okay, so I'm yeah. not going to sit here and tell you that Ryan Tannehill is incredible. But um, the Titans right now, I think people are putting a little too much stock in them. I think their defense is great. I have questions about Tannehill. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to still wind up being that great running back that, that you expect him to be week 10 onward especially. But um, Tennessee's got to basically make it to week 10 and go 5-5. Five and five.
1: Then I think they will. I think Tennessee wins this division at, at a 10-6, and 11-5. And, and that
0: that would be a, a, a nice spot. Now, the wild card
1: in this division, though, in the AFC South, is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. I disagree. You don't think so? I love Phillip Rivers. To me, the Chargers last year had a better better team on paper than the Colts did, mm-hmm. and Rivers is going to a... a, a Worst scenario, and still he went five and eleven, beating us all year. And Rivers is starting to kind of lose touch a little bit.
0: I disagree with that because the Indianapolis Colts, um, the, the big, the big issue that Rivers had, there was no offensive line for him, really. I mean, the offensive line is aging, old. They're beat up. They look like hell. Um, you got the injury. Pre- the, does he have good receivers? Sure. Philip Rivers, to me, I think he can guide this team further because. It, I, I'm sorry. Philip Rivers is way better than Jacoby Brissett. Can we can we just face that fact? Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers is ten times better than Jacoby Brissett. Agreed. Um, so I, that's why I think this team improves. I I like Ty. I think him and Ty Hilton are going to have a solid uh, solid showing. I think Jack Doyle is is still a guy that that Philip Rivers is going to love to throw the ball to. He doesn't have Eric Ebron as that red zone threat anymore. Okay, fine. But Philip Rivers is still Philip Rivers. And he we've seen this before. Philip Rivers go ham on the interceptions one year and then the next year he's top notch. True. So remember, he he went ham on the interceptions one year and then the next year he had an MVP season. So we have I have questions about Rivers. I think in a new system, he's going to get a lot more comfortable. The big things that they have going for them right now, this Marlon Mack you know, uh, situation where and they don't Taylor. know, and, and Jonathan Taylor, where they don't know Jonathan Taylor is going to be the starter. They don't know Marlon Mack's going to be a starter. You know what? That's a good problem to have. Two solid number one running backs, mm-hmm. really. Because Jonathan Taylor in college, that man was terrifying.
1: Except so, for his fumbles.
0: <clears throat> yeah, except for his fumbles. But I mean, you're talking a 2,000 yard back. So I mean, I'm supposed to sit here and be like, oh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, use yeah. them both. Yep, use them both, see which one does
1: better. This will um, be a team that fights for that seven seed as well. You, you, have, you have a lot of middle of pack teams are going to fight for and playoff yeah. birth.
0: And and last but not least, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars, where Who I will think, be worse. Yeah, they'll be worse. I you know the the Jags, just it, it's been fire sale in Jacksonville all off season. They get rid of Yannick and Gokwe, They send him to the Vikings, which I mean, great job for the Vikings getting him on a cheaper deal. You must be desperate as all hell to give up six million dollars to go to another team. Because you don't want to be with uh, the the current situation, um, they dump Jalen Ramsey, who winds up getting an extension with the the Rams. Uh, they,
1: they, I mean, really, Jacksonville. They still have DJ Chark over they, there. Who, who's gone? Um, Ramsey's gone from last year. And with you. Campbell's with the Ravens. Yep. And Campbell's with the Ravens, and they they got rid of the linebacker who was with the Rams too. Yep. Um, I
0: mean, you, you you've got all these guys who you might be my, talking about
1: a team where you're talking about Trevor Lawrence's new home.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and and I think that's kind of where it's headed right now. It it depends on what Gardner Minshew does. Really, I mean that's that's what it comes down yeah. to. It depends on on what Gardner Minshew does. Can Gardner Minshew step forward and be a number one quarterback in this league? Question of the day: The defense is not going to be good. They will regress. I think you're talking, you know, three and thirteen. Maybe I mean it's it's going to be rough. Um, you know as well as I do, it's going to be rough. Um, so now it's time, Tyler. It's that time. Are you ready, Tyler? We're going to take this thing
1: home today. Yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go three and zero. Oh, what a funny guy! Two years in a row. <clears throat> you too many, too many, too many gambles. Wait, didn't I beat you last year? I you let me catch back up in late late in the season. Oh, oh God, I thought I beat you. You had me for a while. Oh Jesus.
0: All right, <clears throat> so ladies and gentlemen, um, it's that time. We're going to round out the show with our, our picks for, for uh, week one of the 2020 season. We both picked the Chiefs. We know that. I would pen- Okay, you penciled that down already. Okay, so we both picked the Chiefs. So here are our predictions for week one of the 2020 season, uh, starting today at 1 o'clock, uh, Eagles and the Washington Redskins football team. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. This is a no-brainer. Oh, Eagle 100%. Dwayne Haskins gets eaten alive. Um, <clears throat> interesting football game here. 1 o'clock, you got Dolphins and Patriots. I'm going to go with the Pats.
1: There's question marks here, but because it's the Dolphins, I'm going to go the Pats.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Pats. It's It'll be tough, but I'm going to go with the Pats. Uh, 1 o'clock game, Packers and the Vikings. It's going to be a banger.
1: One of your better game of the week's here.
0: Yep. Um, I'm going to go with the Pack here. I am love Vikings. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the pack. I, I just, I'm having trouble after, I'm having flashbacks from last year. I would like, <laughs> I, I, I hope you, you're right, honestly, but I'm having flashbacks. Um, another 1 o'clock game, the Colts and the Jags. I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts in this situation. Oh. Yeah, I think Phillip Rivers has a nice debut game for the Colts. He's going to do really well. Uh, 1 o'clock, the Bears and the Detroit Lie Now, this is like a toilet bowl game to me. Um, but it could be a good. It game. could be good. I'm gonna go Lions here.
1: Yeah, I'm doing Lions. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, going Lions. I think Matt I, Stafford I'm is gonna, gonna come, it's come out with That Trubisky thing. Yeah, that's the trouble.
0: Uh, at one o'clock today, the Raiders and the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater making his debut for the Panthers. Thank you guys, and yet this yeah. one, this one becomes good.
1: It's like a middle of the road good. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I'm taking the Panthers and the Captain just run ra- <laughs> rabbit on, on that defense It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, that is a bad defense.
0: Um, next up you got the Jets and the Bills. Bills I mean, Bills, Bills, Bills all Bills. Day. Bills, Bills, Bills. Don't you sound adult like. Um, Josh Allen goes ham. Uh, with the running. I think he runs all over the place. Uh, next up, you got the Browns and the Ravens and going Ravens here.
1: I think the boys just kind of pick up where they left off. I, I do too. I, I think it's not, it's not going to be a very, it's not going to be an incredibly one-sided game. We're going to see an improved Browns team, right? But it's not going to be enough. Exactly. Um,
0: next up, one o'clock game: the Seahawks and the Falcons. Now we were just talking about the Seahawks mm-hmm. sort of regressed. We talking about the Falcons sort of regressed. I'm going with the Seahawks here, but barely.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks as well. Mm-hmm. I think Pete Carroll
0: has uh, a little something something up his sleeve here for this this football game. Uh, 4.05 today. You got the Chargers and the Bengals. I'm going to go ahead and stick with the Chargers in this situation. Well, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals. I'm going to say Joe Burrow in his debut game ekes one out against the Chargers with Tyrod Taylor. How's it the Chargers? Oh. I'm going to take a shot in the dark on the Bengals here. The Bungles. And uh, 425 today, the Cardinals and the Niners. I'm going to go with the Niners. I think Jimmy G does what he does. Last did last year four touchdowns, 300 plus yards. I think he goes hand again.
1: Cardinals. You're going with the Cards. I'm going. I'm going I'm to double down on my, on my love for Car Murray and he comes out in the debut and, and rocks it out. And uh, 425 Buccaneers
0: and the Saints. This one actually has game of the week potential. here. Um, I'm going
1: Saints. I am too. It, it, to me, it doesn't for the fact of it was later in the year, I would agree. But week one, still trying to get things moving. They're I think ge- the Bucks are going to be sluggish.
0: I, they might be sluggish, but it is Tom Brady. And that becomes the what What? the question it. The, there's the question mark. Therein lies the question mark. What does Tom Brady do in a new system with a new coach that is not named Bill Belichick? He's
1: um, got a good
0: coach. Exactly. Um, next up, you got the Cowboys and the Rams. Um, I think the... Uh, the, the new resurgence of the Cowboys starts this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I, I the Rams, they they're, they're hemorrhaging pieces. They they've re signed some guys, but they they lost some key cogs on that offense as far as the receivers go. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in this right, stranger. Yep. Um, Monday, we got a doubleheader for Monday night. You got the Steelers and the Giants, which I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say the Giants in wow. this situation. I think uh, Danny Dimes is going to show up, and I think
1: old Saquon is going to show up. I think the Giants are going to go ahead and hammer on the Steelers. People, are, I think we are putting a little too much stock in Big Ben. Seven nineteen with Mason Rudolph. I'm, I'm going Big Ben easy here. <laughs> in one of your more <clears> one-sided <throat> you games. Wow. And then last but not least, well, I know the
0: Giants are kind of an upset in that situation. And then last but not least, you got the Titans and the Broncos. I'm going to go ahead and say Tennessee is going to take the win here, and it's going to be on the back of that defense and their defense.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to see in the morning when wins that but I will be in there. <laughs>
0: not your
1: fault. Well, by the game ends at 1 in the morning, Holly. I'm taking the Titans as well in this case. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans.
0: Um, I, I can't give my 100% confidence in Dwight. So that's, that's what I'm going to roll with. I like you lock, lot, but so I think you'll improve, sure. But I'll see it first, and then I'll start making my choices first. Yeah. So, and those are our picks for the uh, 2020 Week 1. And, Tyler, we're back. We're back in the saddle. We're going to be doing this thing weekly again, which is great. If we needed to. Um, fun times. And we got about... Let's see here. Uh, 45 minutes till kickoff. So uh, we're going to sign off here and get ourselves ready and, you know, make some cheese dip and be fat kids and all that good stuff. So I got beers to drink. We got stuff to do.
1: Let's do it. Go Ravens. Yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. Go Vikings. Skull, skull, skull. And, uh, That's all we got for you guys today. Just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor at It's Your Time Massage. Um, Amanda, our wonderful massage therapist, she does a tremendous job. She does tremendous work. Tyler's gotten a massage, but he hasn't gotten one in a while. Tyler, maybe that's why you're so stressed out. I'm not stressed. You seem stressed. Just drinking. Yeah, exactly. Maybe (laughs) you should just get a massage instead. Um, But uh, Amanda's a wonderful massage therapist. I highly, highly recommend her. She offers CBD massages. Um and uh, deep tissue Swedish massages anything you could ask for she is pretty awesome um so I definitely recommend it's your time massage and uh, Tyler that's all we got for today and and we uh, uh real quick I I wanted to to give a shout out to my wife my wife because the lights are on yeah yeah now shout out to my wife for being amazing uh she uh, took the time out and. Set up this beautiful little studio down here um, at, at Casa de Freytown here. Now we, we're out of we're out of Studio Shanto, and we're at Casa de Freytown, which is fantastic. We got our little studio room set up. We're getting started uh, down here. But um, I got to tell you another great thing. Uh, thank you, for that. thank you for shutting off the light. Uh, no, but but the other thing that that I'm I'm happy about is the fact that Tyler, it, it it's just over two weeks. I got married two weeks ago. I'm excited. I'm excited. I can say my wife. It's very adult.
1: We'll we'll, uh, reassess in a year.
0: (laughs) It's my wife. Um, But I want to give a shout out to my wife for being amazing. Just being amazing, setting this thing up, letting us do this thing. It's pretty incredible. She has been incredible throughout this whole whole, uh, recording process. And uh, totally, totally appreciate her. And I appreciate you, Tyler. For making your way out here on a Sunday and uh, 45 minutes till game time. Yeah, you
1: keep talking and make me late for my game. uh,
0: I'm going to
1: try to. I'm going to (laughs) try to.
0: But thank you so much for listening, folks. We will see you next week for the tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean. I am the fabulous Scotty Freytown. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week right here on the Outside Blitz.
1: Join us soon on the Outside Blitz. And be sure to follow on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz. And feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com.